from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Pokemon Shining Pearl is out now, and we also are going to talk about the Video Game Awards, plus Black Friday stuff. This co-op is a blast. Tap and move, tap and move. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 298. We are two episodes away from our 300th episode, so please, if you have anything to tell us for our 300th episode, send it to nintendomainpodcast at gmail.com, and we will play it on the 300th episode. I have some, and I have not listened to any of them. That is the plan. That'll we'll, be we'll, a Christmas present this year to the to the fans. We will. The it's it's almost, episode. yeah, it's, well, we'll be move, I think we'll be recording like the 15th, so that'll be the week before Christmas that we do the 300th episode. So. so there you go. That's we'll be when that it's out two episodes from now. Seems like so close. So send that stuff now. And I'm sure, you know, for anybody who was following the show, we did miss a week last week. We uh, took, we took a break just well, because we were, you know, had some availability issues and it's like, you know, we do this every week and I wasn't against having a break because I was going to be gone anyway for Thanksgiving and stuff. And it would have been hard for me to, I mean, I would have found a way to work in the editing and all that, but I was kind of glad that it wasn't there for this week, so I could focus you on deserve a break, Trey. doing other yep, stuff, for sure, like hunting demons and such, which I've been doing. Uh, Thanksgiving with the family can be like that. <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Trey OLED NV Johnson. I'm Jeremy. This dude seems flat. Mikowski. I'm John Sludge Knitter. Um, yeah, we already said our names. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> taking a week off uh, makes me now I'm out of practice. So I'm like, how do you? How does one make a podcast? I forgot. How do you do this? No, uh, yeah. Let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about games we've been playing and games that we bought for the week. I mentioned Black Friday stuff just because I didn't know if you guys got anything. But did did anybody get any Black Friday stuff? Like I, I got like a couple things, but not really. I didn't really I did. go. I didn't really go anywhere. But there was a whole bunch of. Uh, Black Friday uh, discounts and stuff on on the Nintendo Switch. I guess I didn't. E-shop. I just got games on sale. I guess Me I too. didn't do Black That's Friday. It. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go anywhere for anything really because I was like, and there were a couple that I was like, oh well, that's kind of cool, but I don't want to go. I'm not going to drive anywhere for go for anything. You know, I think there was what was it like Walmart was selling uh, Neo the end the world ends with you for sixteen dollars, and I was like, oh well, that's a good deal, but I didn't go get that because. Number one, there's not like really any Walmarts in Chicago, but it's and also I don't want to go to Walmart, so <laughs> so there was that, and there were there were like a couple other I ones about that I saw. That game, but yeah, I, I'm still gonna get it at some point just because uh, I don't think we ever mentioned it in the news, but it it underperformed as to uh, what they expected it to do, I guess, and 
some a lot of people blame Square for that, and that they've been were pushing other crappy games more like Guardians of the Galaxy than instead of that game. But uh, also, no wonder when you ignore a series for what 13, 14 years, maybe their fan base just kind of died off. I mean, yeah, maybe, died of old age. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe it would, you would think that since since they were waiting so long for like a sequel to it, that everybody would be hopping on it. But I don't know. It's like I don't know. It's like it's like a Metroid. I always felt like everybody claimed that they liked Metroid, but they would never actually buy Metroid when it came out. Until when Dread came out, then people actually did. But I always felt like yeah, everybody bought Dread. Like it, I always felt like it was like people didn't really, you know, didn't really like it as much as they claimed that they liked it. I mean, I like the world's end with you, and I didn't get Neo. And the thing, and the crazy thing is, you can actually play the game now. You know, you can. There's a three hour demo on this on the eShop that will carry into the regular game, so anybody could play it. And I had that downloaded, and I still didn't play that yet. But you know, it was. And they, I know they put the the original one, the remake, on there on the uh, game trial, which I heard doesn't play very well if you're not playing it in handheld, which is why I didn't really want to play with that one. But we actually had a listener who beat it like in 24 hours in the, in the trial time because he's a very very fast player of games. That's very impressive. Yeah, I was I was quite impressed by that. That you just beat it in a twenty four hour span of on a trial game. I was like, what the fuck, man? I'm not, I don't know how you do it. That's value. But he yeah he tears through those games. But I got a, what what did I get? I ended up um, so I was going through uh, this is one that's on my list. But I was just looking through Amazon for stuff like we had. To, I had, was like out of decaf tea or whatever. I had to order some stuff, and I saw that um. I saw that Marvel, the Lego Marvel Heroes was on sale. Uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes was on sale for like fifteen dollars, and I'm like, "Oh, cool! I'll order that." And after I order, and after I ordered the physical from Amazon, I was like, "Well, fuck! I should check the eShop." And then I checked the eShop, and it was on sale on the eShop for nineteen ninety nine for twenty dollars. And I'm like, "Well, I'd rather have it digital than have it physical." So I just, I'm like, "I'll pay the extra five dollars. I don't have to wait for it to come in the mail, and I can play it right now." So that was one of the black friday things that i ended up doing right there so did you are you still getting the fiscal version i canceled it because it hadn't shipped yet uh, okay and it hadn't okay. shipped yet and it also seemed like a little weird about it too it was saying that maybe it made it sound like it may not even ship until later so i was like well this is all it already hasn't shipped so i can still cancel it and it said that it may not get here until like a couple weeks from now so then i was like i'll just i'll i don't mind paying ex- five extra dollars to have it on my system because i you know because physical copies are such a pain in the ass, so I'd rather have a rather have a digital version. And that game is still fun. It's still just as much fun as I remember. I think it's probably my favorite. I've said it's my favorite Lego game. I haven't played Lego Batman Super Heroes two in a long time. That was my original first favorite. So I don't know how different they are, but or how that one holds up. But I think the superhero ones is it's still fun. I mean, it's like one of my favorite. It's like one of the best open worlds because you can. You can fly around like as Iron Man, or you can steal a car too. You can do both. You can steal a car, or you can just fly. So I mean, that's that's kind of like the perfect uh, equation for for games for me. So so I bought it. I bought it for that reason, and it's cool. It's a, and it's nice to see. I liked it better than the other ones because it's kind of before they did all of these other Marvel movies, so it's still kind of on like the basic, like the Fantastic Four are in there, like the X Men are in there, like all these all these characters that they took out later because they didn't have like Marvel movies or whatever, and there's less focus on like the Guardians of the Galaxy and all these other like kind of like off to the side characters in there. I kind of I kind of liked the old school more of the old school like ones that were popular in the '90s or whatever that are in there. You know, like I kind of like that better. 
So and and plus, I think it's it's just a better game than than the other ones. It's just a lot much more to the point, not as obscure on the on the villains and such. But it's it's fun. It's fun to fly around and I got I think you have to get through like the first three levels or so before you can actually before you can actually go to go to like open world New York. But once you get to the open world stuff, it's really cool. I really wish that one of these Lego games would just be the open world. Like just don't do any of the other stuff. Just do it a cool open world thing. And that could be really cool. But just like, you know, get away just stop doing the regular levels. Just make a big like fun open world that just has like races and like, you know, and little little side missions and stuff you can do. Which maybe they did that with Lego Worlds. I don't know. I, n- I never played that game, but but anyway, it was worth the twenty dollars. Lego City. I kind of like that. Uh, Lego City Undercover was still had like levels though. It was just uh, Lego City Undercover was fun, but the problem was why it was never as good as Lego Superheroes is because you can't fly. You can't fly around the city, and you can fly around the city with like half the characters in Lego and Lego Marvel Superheroes, and that's awesome. Like you have there, you know, there's a, the shield helicarriers like above the city, and you can fly like all the way up through the clouds onto the helicarrier, and then or you can jump off and land all the way down on a New York City like as the Hulk or the Thing or whatever, and not get hurt. And it's so cool, you know. It's like all the stuff that you can do, and you're not super powered in, in Lego City Undercover, so you can't do any of that stuff. So I felt like that was missing from that. Aside from that, the, you know, that game is fun, and I think it was on sale for like five dollars again. But speaking of stuff on sale, I also picked up Inside because it was two dollars, because I couldn't resist, and John gave it a gave it a high review, and it ended up only being seven. It, it it ended up only being sixteen cents for me actually. So oh, man, I had well enough. Worth it. Yeah, yeah, I had enough. Uh, yeah, I got my, my brother in law to buy that too because he was asking, "Hey, what's good on eShop?" And it was just right there, front page, mm-hmm. Inside two dollars. And I had just been talking to him about it five minutes before. So, uh, yeah, we played that as well for a good, I don't know, at least an hour, maybe two hours. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, no, I, I haven't played it yet, but I have it for if I, I ever just hear your opinion. If I ever want to, I mean, I've, I've been there's like three, there's like basically three games that I've been bouncing between, for the most part. So those are the ones that I've been focused on. But did you did you guys get any other Black Friday stuff that you want to talk to, to talk about offhand? I bought a couple of games. John sent me some money thanks john for uh happy birthday thank you my birthday was yesterday well as of this recording and uh and so i got cruising blast yeah so that Sweet. was on sale that wasn't was the first it? thing i bought yeah. yeah it was on sale for like 20 or something right or yeah i was like hell yeah that's, that's the right price sure i mean so 40 I, uh, is a great price but 20 that's awesome so yeah so i uh i played it for a little bit by myself right after i got it and then last night we had been playing some tetris already and another game, which I'll talk about in a second, but uh, we're like, let's. I was like, I'm, I have this other racing game if you want to try it. And like, she likes Mario, Shauna likes Mario Kart, but we haven't really played much else. But realize you can do uh, co op mode on Blast, so you can like progress through all the courses and get the medals or the trophies or whatever. That's cool. Two player split screen. So that we, we did that for about an hour last night, just played through, I think, easy mode. We played through all the levels and upgraded some of our cars and stuff, and it was fun. It's the best. To, I think I said it before, but if you have the game, it's best to play it on easy first because then you can get a lot of cool extra cars like right off the bat. Like, don't try to start like on, on medium or hard or whatever. Just start start it easy, and then go like level by level, like you would, you know, like you would for Mario Kart. Like, start out on fifty CC and move up from there. And also, and, and you'll get you a lot get of cool used stuff. To the controls, yeah, yeah, you get more the used controls to. Controls are a little 
weird at first, but they are pretty fun. And like we got to wear it's fun in co-op because I don't know if there's some sort of boomerang action happening in it with where the other cars are located and stuff, but we'd always finish first and second and we'd always be like less than a second apart. Like there was never a time we were more than like 0.3 seconds apart from each other crossing the finish line. Yeah, it has kind of a weird, like, sort of a boomerangy thing where, like, you'll start off in like tenth place, but almost always you end up in like the the last five towards the end of the race is what it seems like. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I felt like. It's not like I saw this in a review where it's not one of those games where you can get to first at the beginning and then try to just like make a big big space between you and the other cars like you would in Mario Kart. It's it's more like it's very much all about the rubber banding and all that stuff. So it's it does a good job of making you feel. Like things are getting down to the wire. You're right. I didn't really notice that before, but you only get a huge stretch anytime. Like it's always a tense race. Mm-hmm. And then there's just shit going on all around you the whole time. And it's fun though. And I especially, like I said, co op mode has been great. And, you know, it also gives us the option of playing on our own uh, if we want. But yeah, we just did some customization and shit. So that was fun. I also got Tetris Puyo. Two. Oh yeah. Tetris Puyo. Forgot yeah, that about one that was game. also on the <laughs> on the sale. So like there was a on the eShop, you know, you just click like holiday sale or whatever they call it. And uh yeah, it had this this both these games are in there. So I was like, I'll, I'll just buy both. So I had also used the ten dollars John sent me for the controller, like helping with the controller. And I only spent like with my gold points, I think I spent like twelve dollars to get both Sweet. games. So yeah, it worked out really well, and they're both fun multiplayer games. I haven't played much of uh, of it yet. Shauna's played more than I have, but she seems to like it. So it's you got, got all the Tetris's? That one switch. I don't. I don't have the first one. Isn't that Puyo One? The sequel. Mm. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's Puyo One on there, which I have, but it's in Japanese, mm-hmm. and there was never a, a there's never never an English patch. So, so I did kind of lose out on the on the story mode on that because it's all in Japanese, and I don't know what's happening. But I'm sure it's not really that. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's not that a complicated of a story. And then it's probably like, it's like have to put yeah, shapes we've been together through to the do story whatever. Of, right. The story doesn't seem to make any sense at all, even in English. So we're, we just skip it. Yeah, I was there for the I was there for the gameplay, which was cool. But yeah, I never brought myself to get the second one. It's cool. though. I, I recommend it if you ever want to play it. I just I guess I don't really know what's different between this one and the last one. Is it the story mode was added, or is there like... No, story mode was in the original one. Then I wonder what's actually different. Why Why did they need a sequel? I'm sure there's like an extra mode or something, but yeah, no, there was a story mode in the other one, and it and it had online, and it, they had a lot of sto- they had a lot of different moves, modes, and it had like where you could switch between the two games and all that, which I thought was the best thing. There was also a mode, I don't yep. know if it's still on there, where you just do like, where you just hit like Tetris like over and over and over again. We played that at one of the MGCs. Where it'll be like all built up, and you just get like the long ones, and you just have to like just keep comboing them, and it's just like you're just back and forth like that, and it's like a two, it's like split screen, it's really cool, and it goes really fast. I thought that was fun. We'll have to check that out because uh, we didn't really scratch the surface of the two player much. We just played the the uh, standard Tetris Puyo, you know, where it would switch every it's like every twenty seconds, I think. And uh, she kicked my ass very, very much. It's fun though. Yeah, that's all the stuff I bought for Black Friday. What did you get, John? Uh, well, I got uh, along the lines of uh, uh, Inside. I got the the predecessor predecessor uh, Limbo, which oh, cool. I played a long time ago. 
yes. 10 years ago on my MacBook and finally decided just to get it on the on the Switch because it's only two bucks, just the same price. So I messed around with that for a little bit. And I'm just reminded of you know how great the core elements of of uh, uh, inside were in the form of, of limbo all those years ago. Like they really had it down pat with that game and basically refined and enhanced it with, with inside. So uh, it, it's a classic it's for two bucks. Man, the fact that you can get both of those games for under five bucks together. I think everybody should have those. That That's my highest recommendation for both of those games. Limbo um, was one of the first like indie games. I remember just kind of like grabbing my focus, like, Holy shit, this is like yeah. This is low, right. like low tech, but like the the emotional experience of the game was very special at the time. You're right. There's a couple of games that really defined the modern indie scene, and I would put Limbo right there with them. It's like Limbo, Braid. I don't know what else would you throw in there from back then. Uh, Super Meat Boy, perhaps Stardew yeah. Valley. I mean, I guess that's kind of new, but it's not that new. No, it's just like six or seven years old. I mean, uh, I, I would put that was back on no, the Xbox Undertale. 360. I think I would yeah. put. I mean, I, I would for me, I would put like a World of Goo on there for for Wii. Yeah, I yeah. would too. Because that one was yep. that, that was kind of one that was like I feel like that was one of the first indies where I was like, yeah, this is really cool. You know, I really I love that game and I played it so much and I right. I wanted that, to play that game so bad, World of Goo, and I didn't have a Wii at the time. So I went to Best Buy and bought it on CD-ROM. Wow! Yeah, for my computer. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and I, I played it with a mouse, and it was great. It was fun. Yeah, I think I remember you saying that on huh? the on the show before. It's it's probably much yeah. better than trying to play it on Switch. That's for sure, because the Switch version was not good. It's the only game. Yeah, it's the only game I ever bought on CD-ROM, as far as I know. Which sucks because I did I did get the Nintendo Switch one, and I was like, oh, this is because it has like the fake aiming, and it just it just doesn't work. It's really, yeah, it's just not fun. Like, it, the best way to play it is without any of the Joy-Cons and just play it on the touchscreen, if, if you do have that version. But, you know. The other game that I got for the eShop sale was Sludge Life, hence my name, Sludge. Uh, if you don't remember that game, it came out maybe, I want to say maybe four months ago, five months ago. But the thing is, it's like got this lo-fi look as though it was recorded on a VHS tape. And it's a Devolver game, which I think Devolver has such a great track record. Like, anytime I hear see their name on it on a, on a game, my interest is is peaked. And this, I, I would throw that right in there. It's it's a good game. Uh, it's first person. It's a first person, very casually paced graffiti game, where you're just walking around this environment. The environments are. Uh, you know, varied and interesting. And if there's an objective in the game, it's, it's basically just to try and tag all the final spots that you can tag and tag them. But I would say it's very low, low pressure. Uh, it's not really like not anybody attacking you or anything. It's almost borderline more of an art piece than a game in that way. Like, like the game aspect is very, very I don't know, set to set to the set to the side. The point of it is to, look around at this weird environment um which is always creative always has something interesting or funny around the corner and just kind of interact and look around 
Was that the toilet you sent? Yeah, I was gonna say it's yes. it's a it's a very gross environment also because yeah, you sent a you sent a video to us yeah. of a of a toilet with like poop like on the seat and it's so gross. <laughs> yeah. And a really long, like swirly one, I if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was walking around and this guy said to me, dude, you gotta go see this turd in this toilet downstairs. So <laughs> I gotta go see the turd in the toilet downstairs. So I went down there and there it was. And there's this big like foot long coily in, in the toilet bowl and then a little bit on the seat too. So you, so you didn't actually find it. You didn't find it by accident. They're like, dude, you got to see the poop downstairs that I never cleaned. That's on the toilet yep. seat. This still, that's disgusting. So I went down and looked for it. There's just random stuff all throughout this game. Like I went, I opened one door. And so there's like, I'm walking down this hallway. If you, if you can imagine like say an oil rig, which is basically what, what this is. There's like a sea of oil and sludge. That's the sludge of the title. And then there's these little outposts all over. And one of them that I was on was basically looked like an oil rig. And I was in like the dormitory where all the workers would live, the living quarters, and going from door to door and everything was different. One door is like a guy lifting weights. You know, another door, there's a guy sitting in a padded cell with a straight jacket on, kind of muttering to himself. And then I walk around this other door, open this door, and there's just... There's a gigantic baby filling the entire room, sleeping. It does nothing. It's just storing. You can't do anything, you know, with, with it or whatever. Wake it up. It's just there. That's the kind of game that this is. It's just like, oh, that was weird. Look at that. Yeah. Weird stuff all over the place. Yeah. And it, and it has that, like you said, it kind of has that dirtiness to it because it has that VHS uh, thing on top. Yeah, of that's it. what really intrigued me about it was that that VHS filtered to it. It looks really cool. It does look like you're playing a VHS tape. Um, there's all that lo-fi aesthetic all throughout. And um, there's parts like the opening menu is an old computer and it's kind of warped looking as you move your cursor around to simulate the CRT and all that stuff. The effect is really good. And the fact that it's only 10 bucks right now, I think it's 15 normal. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be mad at paying that. So. It's worth it for ten bucks. It's a unique experience. Yes, I saw a lot of stuff that was on sale, and I was like, a lot of it was like, oh, maybe, but you know, I think it all ended last night at like every. I was yeah. looking at the eShop just to do notes for this, and it was like a lot of them was like one hour left, one hour left, one hour left. So it must have ended at like midnight or something like that. I, I think that's when I was looking at it. But like I said, it I, but I, it's probably going to be yeah. the exact same sale in three weeks for Christmas. So. Yeah. The, the, yeah, I'm sure there'll be another one. It was I was just kind of at the point that I'm like I have so much stuff that I'm playing that I don't need to that I want to buy anything more because I already feel like I have not enough time to play all these games that I have. So, so a lot of it I just didn't do. And I think part of part of last week that why we didn't do last week was I also went to a wrestling event, which was not really not really Black Friday related, but I did buy a Sting sweatshirt that has Chris that has like that has like a snow on and it stuff and it was pretty cool. I was, I was pretty excited about that. That's a pretty cool sweater. I, li- I liked it so much that I bought another Christmas sweater from the from the website from AEW. That it's an older one. It's one from last year that I always wanted, but they had a Black Friday twenty percent off, like off everything deal. So I ended up getting it for like fifteen dollars less than what it's worth. But it's basically a Chris. It's like says Chris Jericho ho ho on it, and it's like just Christmas, and it's one that I wanted anyway. So I was like, I, I should get that. So I ordered that, and I ordered like a the DVD of the first pay per view that I went to of theirs because I wanted to watch it again. 
Because you want to see yourself. Well, I mean, I guess I could see if I. I don't know if I'll be like. I'm like where I was sitting on this. This is actually some of the best seats I've ever had because I was only like four levels up from the ground, so I could see the ring really well. But I'm but I'm on the side. I'm on the camera side, so like the camera is always shooting at the like I'm like right. parallel to where the cameras are. So they don't really shoot me at all. But I, but it's cool because everybody plays to me because I'm where the camera is, you know. But they won't, you know, they won't show. They won't shoot as much towards the other way because they don't want to show the cameras that are in the audience and stuff like that, that that are already there. But it looked good. And there's actually another one that went on sale, and I did buy floor tickets for February. So, so I got so I got a ticket on the floor, which is actually the same price as the one that I just did. So we'll see how that is. Maybe I'll be a. Maybe there'll be a whole lot of uh, people standing in front of me, and it won't be that fun. But whatever. I was like, I got to be on the floor for one of these. So, so I ended up doing that. And that was and that was some other Black Friday stuff, and it was fun. Even though I felt like a lot of the wrestlers weren't there, like I felt like it was a holiday week. I was like, it's like a lot of people are missing here. I mean, the stuff that were there was cool, but I felt like it was, I don't know. I felt like like there was maybe twenty percent of the people that weren't there because it was maybe because it was Thanksgiving week and all that stuff. But moving on, we can move on from Black Friday stuff. Unless you guys got any other like non game Black Friday stuff you want to talk about or something like that. Not really. Well, the game I've been playing more than anything is uh Shin Megami Tensei five. I just I I've just I've made it to twenty hours in the game thus far. I made it to the second desert area. So that's cool. The desert stuff has been my favorite thing. It's kind of like I heard it mentioned at another podcast, and I think they're totally right. But it's almost kind of like Shin Megami Tensei of the Wild. That's what it feels like, because you have this really big open world stuff, like right out right at the beginning, you know. And they've kind of, from what I heard, I mean, I haven't run into a dungeon yet. And Shin Megami Tensei three was like dungeon heavy, like it was all about dungeons. But from what I've heard, they've made the dungeon smaller and made the open world huge, which is great. Like it's, it's pretty cool that you can kind of go wherever you want. And all of the demons are free are walking on the, you know, there's no random battles. Like they're all walking around. You can see where they are and all that stuff, even though they do still sneak up on you. So you got to be careful. There are like some that are flying in the air that will swoop down on you. Or there were some times that I got attacked by things and I didn't even know where they came from. And I've died. I've died multiple times. Like it's, it's not, it's not an easy game, but, uh, you just need to you just need to save a lot, and that's what I've been doing. And when you get to a point in the game, you get the you get the ability to just like fast travel to your last save point at any time, so that really helps. So you can just like you can just hit L, and it'll just take you right back to the save point. And if you feel like you've done too much that you might lose, you could just go back and save, and then go back to whatever you're doing. And also, you you can you can warp between all of the save points. There's like multiple spots, you know, in all of the in all of the areas. So that's pretty cool. And uh. Like in the other in the in Shin Megami Tensei three, which this game is kind of similar to, but it's really streamlined a lot of stuff. In that one, there's like different places. Like if you want to heal all your party, you have to go to a different area. Or if you want to fuse the demons, you got to go to a different area. Or if you want to go buy stuff, you got to go to a different place. All this stuff is all in one spot now. It's like all in the save point, which is really cool. So like the shop, the demon fusing, like the um, uh, curing your characters, it's all on the save point. So all you have to do is find the save point, and you can do all that stuff. Whereas, like, in 3, there are, like, some towns that don't have them. You have to go to a different save point to find, like, various shops. And, like, the shops will carry different things and all that stuff. It doesn't do that in this one, which is great. And there's these little characters, these little red guys, these little red demons called Mimmons. And they're basically Kokeries. <laughs> you basically find them on the map. Oh. It's, like, the same thing as finding those fucking dudes in uh, 
in uh, Zelda, except for in this one you get points. Well, you get you get points for finding them. They actually kind of remind me of the mini medals from uh, Dragon Quest, if you if you played any of those games, where you find the middle mini medals on the on the map, and if you collect a, a certain amount of mini medals, you can unlock stuff based on how many you have. It's the same thing with these guys. Like every five that you find, you get a, you get an extra thing, and they'll give you like a certain amount of glory points, which you can use to uh, upgrade your character to unlock different stuff. Like for your regular for your regular character that you're controlling, not the demons. And stuff. So, so that's cool. And they've done they've done a lot of other stuff to it. Uh, now, now one thing that I think is really really cool that they didn't do in the other games was uh, if you because in this in order to recruit demons you have to like talk to them and convince them to recruit you depending on what you say you know like how you answer their questions and stuff. And if you happen to convince a demon to join you and like your high and like your level isn't high enough or you don't have enough spaces for the demon to join you, you can actually you can come back. And they'll join you later, which is really cool because they never did that in any of the other games. So, like, if you're trying to get, like, the Ani demon, I just actually did this last night. I was trying to get the Ani demon. He's like, hey, you got too many demons. Come back when you're out when you're out of demons. So I went and fused two of my demons so I had an extra spot available. And you can just go to any Ani demon that's on the map and just talk to them in the battle. And they'll be like, oh, you're the one who wanted to recruit me before, right? I'll join you. And I think that's really cool. Like, I've never seen that in any other game. And it's the same way, like, if they're like, oh, you're not strong enough, and then you come back leveled up, and they're like, oh, you're the one who asked me to join you before, right? When you're too, now you're stronger, so now I'll join you. So, like, that's really, really cool. I like that a lot. I think that really helps for, for demon recruition and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's been fun. I got I got through the I got through the first sand part, and I actually found a guy on the, in the sand area where, if you, like, you pay him, like, 15, 1,500 mecha, He'll show you where all the mimmons are. So I went around and found all the mimmons so I could get enough points to like upgrade my character to get through the final boss. Like I've been trying to do all of the stuff. There's like maybe a couple. There's like maybe a couple uh, goals that I couldn't get to because one of them involves you destroying these gods that I'm like no, we're not that I'm not strong enough to kill yet. But it's been fun, and I got to the point where you go back to school. You go back to school for a day, even though the world's already been destroyed, which is weird. But whatever you go back to school and then you have to go to and then the school gets attacked by demons and you have to fight the demons in school and then you go to another another sand area but it, it's a lot of fun it's been uh i don't know if it would be i know you you expressed interest in it before jeremy but it's definitely hard like it definitely kills you a lot so you have to kind of you have just kind of have to be ready for that but it's not i don't feel like it's necessarily unfair even though there is sometimes where you know, you don't realize that you're weak to a certain move that this character is going to do, and they're going to wipe you out in one hit. So you basically have to go back and alter your character so you're strong to that move, and then go back and fight him again. That's basically how a lot of it works. It's very much, I was saying this to myself when I was playing both of them, it's almost like a companion piece with the Pokemon game. They're very good to have together, because if you get really frustrated with Shin Megami Tensei Five, you can go play Pokemon, and it's like the same game, except way, way easier, <laughs> you know? It's very much like like they're very very similar. Like I felt like I got better at playing Pokemon from playing po- from playing Shin Megami Tensei so much because Shin-, Shin Megami Tensei really really relies on like attack types and all that stuff. So if you just do that and you always use the attack type the attack types on Pokemon, you could just blow through all the characters, you know, and just destroy people one after another, which I've been kind of doing. I've been jumping back and forth between the two of them. And uh Pokemon Shining Pearl, it's you know, it's fine. I think it looks 
good at times. I think the chibi stuff is weird, you know, and it does still feel weird, like where you're at one point you're running around as a little character, but then you fight a battle and then you're full regular full size character. That always seems strange, but I mean it. It feels like a you know a straight to the point remake of the original brilliant uh, the original Diamond and Pearl games, which I never played, so it's still pretty pretty new to me. But I only played like six hours of it or so. And I still haven't unlocked the ability to get mystery gifts yet, which is annoying. I guess you don't get that until the third, uh, you don't get until the third uh, gym. Or there's a way you can do it earlier, but I already went past that town that it's in. So I'd have to go back through a lot of stuff that I don't want to go back through. But if you want a really easy, if you want a really easy uh, RPG game, uh, Pokemon Shining Pearl Brilliant Diamond is totally there for you. Which I guess. I thought about it, but. Yeah, which I guess scored. I short. also realized I hadn't played the other Pokemon for over a year. Yeah, so it's like there's still content in that game. I don't know if I want to buy another Pokemon. Oh yeah, you you still have that DLC stuff that you haven't played that's on there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and before I forget, we actually got a gift from a from a listener who was uh, oh. who listened to our episode a couple weeks ago when I was talking about Flick and how Jess was upset about not being able to make a house for Cl- Flick and CJ and all that. Um. Our, one of our listeners, I don't know what your real name is, but I know your <laughs> Twitter handle is uh, Pray for Mojo. But uh, they they uh, basically tagged us and said that they would send us uh, Amiibo tags, NFC tags, and they did. They sent they sent a stack of uh, different Amiibo, Amiibo, Amiibo tags, and they're like this big. They're like little chips. Oh, cool! And you just and you and I guess they made them somehow. And you just and you just put them on you just you know put them on the analog stick on the right analog stick on the on the uh, Joy-Con, and they work just like Amiibo. We tried them. Jess is actually you know she's been playing still playing the crap out of Happy Home Paradise, and beat the game. Said that the real that the real ending was when she got to make the flick house. So. So we so we so we both been That's scanning. Really cool. So they must have some way they program NFC tags. Yeah. And they and they sent me an, a message that was like, "Who do you want? You know, who do you want other than Flick?" So I was like, "Oh well, let's just do like five others." So I kind of just randomly picked some. Some of them I already had actually. <laughs> I said KK slider, but I forgot that I already had a KK slider at Amiibo. But now I have a KK slider NFC tag also, which I think Jeremy got me the KK slider one. But I got Sahara. I got Celeste. Uh, I got CJ just in case we needed both of them. Uh, I got Lone, the uh, the like um, the moon, the like moon lady from the game that everybody seems to like. And uh, Mojo also s- sent us uh, Rodeo, which was a character that they were like, "Oh, this this character is uh, is real scary looking, and I think they're cool, so you should try it out." And I and I didn't know what what Rodeo looked like, but I scanned it on my uh, I scanned it in the. Um, in the coffee place in uh, Brewster's, the sheep, right? And Rodeo is like a bull, and it totally looks oh. like it looks like a demon from Shin Megami Tensei. It's like this black bull with red eyes. It totally looks oh, like a cool. like a demon from SMT Five. And I'm like, wow, what this type is... of character is it? It's uh, I I think I think that they're a lazy oh, meathead, right? lazy maybe because they don't talk lazy. about they didn't talk about working out and all that. But I. It's weird because I called them to the I called them to the Brewster place, and I can't figure out how to like order a coffee and sit next to them and talk to them on the at the table. I can sit at the table and talk to them, but I can't 
get a coffee because in order for me to co- get a coffee, I have to sit like next to Brewster and I can't take it with me. So it's like, it's like, how the fuck are you supposed to have coffee with these people when you call them in on the Amiibo phone? I don't understand. So I like sat there and talked to them, but I, and then I went and had a coffee by myself with Brewster and then I came back and talked to him some more. So I, I, I heard that if you, if you go there enough, you can get portable coffees that you can walk around with like in the, in the town. So maybe that's, maybe that's what you need to do. I don't know, but either way, yeah, I think you can at the, yeah, yeah. right at the, at Nooks or something. I think you buy them at the at Brewster's, and you can take them with you. Oh, do you? But I think you have to go there a certain amount of time before you can unlock the to-go menu. But whatever. I used Brewster's for the first time ever is basically what happened. Just, just so I could see Rodeo. Because I didn't want to – because, you know, if you scan – because you have to scan the Amiibo multiple times for them to actually, like, move into your town and all that stuff. And I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to see what Rodeo looked like. So I just called them on the Amiibo phone, and they'll come and have coffee with you. And that's what I did. And that's some fun stuff have to you say. And Captain yet at Brewster's? I haven't, but I do have the amiibo. I know that when you, I know that when you scan a uh, Rossetti, he kind of like gets all uh, talks about like, you know, missing like having to scold people about resetting and how the how your life should have a reset yeah. button and all this stuff. He kind of like gets pretty deep about life and resetting and all that stuff. He doesn't go into any of his his rants though. Like I was really disappointed that. The conversation was normal length. I wanted a ten minute rant. It didn't happen. He's I don't a, like this new Rossetti. He he's retired now, man. He he's not he's not upset anymore. He does he doesn't have the work like weighing him down. He's just like hanging out and just you know doing whatever. Drinking coffee doesn't need to. I thought he was angry to his core. Like I thought he'd be angry without the job. No, it was it was the it was the job that broke him. As as many as happens to all most of us. You know, and now that he's away from it, he can finally be happy and all that stuff. Is what I think. And now he can be all like, just like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, I don't have to scold people about resetting anymore. Because now there's autosave, which which saved which saved him. Wasn't it his brother in uh, the one on DS? And his brother was like nice. I think there was like a like a brother or a nephew or something like that. I thought it was like a nephew or a cousin or. Something like that, where they were different, you know, where they were saying different things. I don't know. I, I I just stopped doing the reset because I did not want the anger of Rossetti to come after me. So I, I didn't, didn't fuck around with that anymore. But it's but yeah. Thank you so much for uh, thank you so much, Mojo, for sending us that stuff. That was that was really cool. It was really, awesome. It was really cool to have uh, have somebody send us like these. And I don't I don't know how you make them, but they're so cool. Yeah, they're just these little. They like should little, make like little plastic little, chips. Like, buy that things. Buy that Play-Doh stuff that dry, like air dries, and make some like characters and put them on top of. Oh it. yeah, you can make your own. Oh yeah, Je- I mean, just made some, uh, made some like uh, ornaments for me for Chris for past Christmases with those. Like make uh, some Nintendo main amiibo. Like like a Ness, there there's like a Nest ornament and like a, know. and a tardigrade and some other weird stuff, <laughs> which which were cool. So, so yeah, thanks thanks so much, Mojo, for sending us that stuff. And yeah, just got to the end of the game, and the game keeps going of Happy Home Paradise. So it seems like it never ends, which is great because it's it's one of her favorite games. So that's good. Uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, I've been playing. Of course, I've been playing Knights of the Old Republic. Still, I won. I won the race. I won the swoop race, which I forgot how to race. But once I figured it out, <laughs> I won. I forgot that you have to keep pressing A over and over again. You don't hit it like you like hit it once until it powers up and then you hit it again and then you get another boost and then you like do the same thing. 
Because I was like just holding it, and I'm like, man, this race is really, really slow. Like I don't remember this this race being so fucking slow. And then I didn't realize that I had to keep like powering it up over and over again to like do the to do the boosts and shit. So I made it through, and I was a uh, I was playing through the part where you fight between the the Volkers and the Hidden Becks. They're like these two gangs that live in the lower city. And I got all the way to the end of this of, of their like headquarters where you have to get where you have to get the um, modified engine for your swoop bike and all that stuff. And I was almost dead, and there was like four guys, and they're all kind of hard to beat. And I just could not beat this area. And I'm like, shit, I got to get out of here and go get some healing stuff or whatever. So I walked all the way back through the dungeon, and all the way back through the dungeon before that. And there's nobody, there's nobody alive. Like nobody respawns in that game. I never really noticed that. Like once you kill somebody, they're dead. So you can't really like grind anywhere. Once you once you kill a person, they're gone. Like they don't come back. So. Uh, so I walked, I walked through like their headquarters and I walked through the sewer and I walked all the way back to the very beginning of the lower city so I could buy a bunch of med packs and then come back and beat those four people that were waiting in that room. But yeah, nobody comes back. So I'm just like kind of just walking through and nobody's around. I'm like, oh, da-da. oh yeah, everything's all open now. So I learned that. I, di- I didn't know that you can just walk back through and, and nobody's there. They're just gone. Anybody you kill is done for. So I-, I remember reading a review where they said that you could possibly screw yourself over in the game if you don't like upgrade yourself in the right way and that kind of makes sense because i guess if you like build some stuff up and not other things you can't change it because there's no way for you to go and grind anywhere per se you know because it's more about you just playing through the way that the game wants you to do it so i thought that was interesting but i mean i I beat the ranker again which i uh which i always hit him with frag grenades over and over again until they die and I found out that you actually don't have to do that. Like, I, I had poison the whole time. I could have just, like, lured the gran- the ranker over to eat, and it would die in a different way. But it, it's just cool that there's all these different options that you can do for different things in this game. There's always, like, different ways to do things. You know, you can do... And I got, like, the Rakul, the serum to cure the Rakul disease. And there's different ways you can do with that. You can take it to the doctor who's actually trying to help people, and he'll give you maybe, like, 50 credits or something like that. Or you can, like, take it to one of the huts... And, like, make a ton of money off of it. And if you have a high enough, like, persuasion level, you can make even more money. You know, or you can sell it to, like, one of the main, like, uh, you know, one of the main mafia guys or whatever. And just have them sell it to people and just be like, fuck it. Like, there's all these different ways you can do things. If you want to be really, really evil, you can be really, really evil. Like, there's this one guy that I found that had, like, a, that had like a bounty on his head. And I ended up paying him so he could pay off his bounty. But if I wanted to be evil, I could just kill him and then go collect the bounty. You know, like, you can do stuff like that. So they give you a lot of options. So it's still pretty fun. And I, and I noticed a weird thing in the game. If you uh, if you leave the game on, if you like leave it on and like put your switch to sleep and bring it back on, it'll keep counting the number, the hours. So right now my game says that I've been playing it for 80 hours because I had it in sleep mode for like 76 hours or whatever. So it's it just keeps counting the time even though you're not playing the game. So it's like, so I was like, man, why is my hour count so long? I mean, I know I didn't play for that long, but yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. And uh, I I think this was another thing that like just just appeared. This was a news thing that appeared out of nowhere. But uh, Mario Golf got some more shit added to it again. It's on version it's on version four now. So Jess and I we played around with that. They added a Wiggler. Wiggler is a golfer now, which is awesome because it's just funny to see this giant worm guy golfing on the on the golf course. I haven't seen how he looks in the in the speed golf because I don't like playing speed golf. But whenever you I know whenever you use your like uh your your special shot, Wiggler Wiggler will become Red Wiggler, will become like Angry Wiggler. 
and they'll stay angry, angry wiggler for the rest of the hole after you use the shot. So that's kind of funny. Like when you're golfing, it's still like the little spouts of dust or whatever coming out of his head. Well, <laughs> well, well, he's not doing it. And uh, shy guy, shy guy got added also, and they added two new levels. It's like one of them is like a. It's like one that's like all, it's all shorter, shorter courses. It's like Shroom City or something like that. But they also added one that's like the super ultimate hard one that is all like pictures of all the characters on the golf courses. And they're really long. They're all like 500, 600 yard holes or whatever. And it's really difficult. Like we, we played, we played like nine holes of that one. And it is, it is pretty hard. And they, and there's a new mode that you can do that's like a birdie mode where you can play it in single player where like on the, uh, on the new like Shroom level or the, or the new Donk City, you can play where it's like you basically have to get a birdie over and over and over again to see how far you can get, which was which was something that was in the GameCube one, which they just added to this. So that's cool. They added some new modes in there, and there's also a target mode now. There's like a there's like a um, a free driving range type thing that you can do, where you just aim at targets, and it's like a multiplayer thing. So, so yeah, Mario Golf still doing it, and I haven't and I haven't played the on the scene with the new online ranked skin is yet, but. I'll definitely do that as soon as I can. So I like this. I like that the game keeps adding stuff to it for free to keep bringing me back. So I appreciate that from Nintendo. And I guess one last thing for me is uh, I did buy Blood Rain 1 just because I said I was going to. <laughs> and it's just as bad as I remember it being. I, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily bad. It just feels like an old game. You know, it just feels like an old third person game. And it's like you know, it, and it, it remember it, fe- it feels like the way that I remember playing it on my Mac. It feels the same. Uh, I don't feel like they've. I mean, they they kind of like made the graphics look a little bit better, but one of the worst things is there's not like a save anywhere. You still can only save at the beginning of every stage, which is kind of annoying. And I also noticed that the ammo was really sparse, so it's like it kind of feels more like a hack and slash game with a with occasional shooting, is what I have in the notes here because. Because you don't find guns that often, but it's you know it, it's blood rain, it's silly, and I'm sure at some point I'll play through the whole thing. But it was like one of those things that I was like, I'll buy this just because. And I think two looks better out of the out of both of them graphics wise, but I got to get through one before I get through two. So that's my that's my plan there. But yeah, go blood rain. Well, other than the stuff I already talked about with uh, the uh, holiday sales and the the money from John. I've been playing Animal Crossing as well. I think you might have mentioned you played it a little bit. Uh, but mostly I just, I, I wanted to see what it was like on my birthday because I didn't play it last year on my birthday. Oh, yeah. Yo, you missed it. I didn't know that. I uh, What happened was I got, I played it to where they gave me like the birthday party. And then I accidentally, I don't remember exactly what happened, but somehow I accidentally like closed it out without saving it. Oh, I and just you kind of like reflexively just shut it down and like opened up a new game. And, uh, so anyway, I didn't get to the full experience last year, so I did it this year, and it was fine. I mean, whatever. Everybody <laughs> who's played the game knows what happens, but uh, it was so kind of cool. It was a uh, um, meringue was the person who like did the party for me, and which just makes me happy because that's like my favorite villager. And uh, so I uh, keep accumulating my gyroids, and I've already got like multiple repeats, so it's starting to get. To that point but uh um, do you do you know that you can you know you can customize them at harv's island so that'll make it a little bit more interesting yeah they just was showing me that, that you can do all these different different versions of them so if you have too oh, many cool. if you have too many uh uh repeats just go there and you can make them look different 
I'm going to. I didn't know I could do that because I've got all the shops on Harv's Island now. Let's see. Oh, what else? Oh, I got Buck to move away finally. <laughs> I don't like Buck. He's stupid. But I ended up getting another jock because I only had enough money for one Nook Mile ticket. I went to the island and it was Sterling, who's the he's like a chicken with a, a knight's helmet on. Mm. But he's a jock too, but whatever. He's moving in. I went out with uh Cap'n because I'm just trying to get the gyroids, and I got a money tree island. Have you gotten that yet? Oh no. I, I mean I've been to one that has money rocks on it, but but not the trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like six or seven trees that had unfortunately it was just thousands, but I guess it could have been hundreds. But it was thousands instead of ten thousands. But I got over a hundred thousand of, or not over a hundred thousand, like twenty thousand ish. There's an interesting thing that I found out, which I didn't know about, like just some new stuff with the update. But if you ever talk to the to the fortune teller on on Harv's Island, if she tells you that you're lucky, you'll get more money from any of the stuff, like from any of the rocks or the trees or whatever that you shake. So that's a cool okay. thing, and she can also tell you what your relationship is with any of your villagers, which I did that as well. Just oh. I, I asked her how how I how myself and Cole were doing because Cole's like my favorite, and uh, she said everything was fine. <laughs> but I was like, I was curious. <laughs> but yeah, it, she'll give you like a fortune, and if she says that you're lucky, you'll you'll make more money from from anything that you find, anything that has money. I think the reason cool. I haven't messed around with the fortune tellers because the one time I talked to her, she told me I had bad luck, and so then she's like, "But you can pay me to cleanse you." Then I have to pay her extra money to cleanse me. And I was just like, that was stupid. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the one time that I did it, I got good luck. So I, I didn't have to pay any cleansement, cleansing fee or anything like that. So that's good. And and before I forget, I did actually go and record all of the new KK Slider songs from, from the 2.0 update. So if you want to see those, you can go watch them at youtube.com slash podcast. I put all 12 of them up there, all the new ones. So. They're all they're all on there now. I did I like did it all one night and it didn't take that long. And I think and my favorite one is still is still KK Robot Robot Synth because it reminds me of like an anime intro. It's it's cool. It, it sounds like you know it sounds like a Japanese show theme or something like that. And I like it. I uh, already mentioned that I was playing Cruise and Blast. Uh, I didn't mention that I've only been playing it with the N64 controller. And huh. as far as I could tell, it's fine. I don't think I'm missing out on any functionality. So I think all that, so. I think all the stuff you use is on the is on the LNRs, right? So you should still be yeah, able yeah. to do it because there's the boost and there's the drift, and I think mm-hmm. that's all you need. Yeah, I'm still able to do that. Yeah, so yeah, I haven't my my 64 control. I haven't been using it as much. I stopped using it for Mario. I stopped using it for Mario Party because it limits my playing ability. <laughs> it makes it so I can't yeah. play some of the levels, uh, some of the mini games. So last time Jess and I played Mario Kart, I didn't, I didn't use it. I just used the regular one. But yeah, speaking of which, I've been playing uh, Ocarina of Time still on the Switch Online. I'm up to the Water Temple, and it still sucks. Just letting everybody know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, the original version, the main main problem was that you have to hit pause all the time to switch your switch on the boots, switch the boots, yeah. which is stupid. You still have to do that. And and the uh, the so. the 3ds one they actually made it a button which is cool like there's a you can just hit a button and you'll fl- and you'll like take your shoes off or on, boots on and you don't have to hit pause which they did they did that didn't that in Wind Waker also and so they kind of borrowed it from that when it was re released on 3ds so that was a better way to play it but yeah that level's not great 
Did you make it all but the way it's through? It's still fun playing with the 64 controller. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm determined to beat it on Switch just so I can say I beat all the Zelda games I wanted to because I haven't technically I haven't beat um, Zelda 2 yet. But I will eventually, maybe. <laughs> you got you got to play it on your uh, on your Zelda on your little guy on your port on your portable watch, Zelda yeah. game and watch, which I saw. I went I went to Target today, and I've just been. I, I didn't even mention why I said OL, OLED envy earlier, but uh, I forgot to mention it last week. But uh, Kevin Fair, friend of the show, has an OLED, and I finally got to see one up close, and they look nice. they look beautiful. They really they really look great. Like the screen does look a lot bigger. It does look a lot brighter. Like, uh, just took a look of it, look at it, and and she was like, uh, "Now I don't even want mine anymore," <laughs> you know, because this because huh. this one looks so damn so it's pretty. A big difference. So I I mean I've been kind of I've been doing this for a while, just kind of looking to see if I find one anywhere. But everywhere I go, there's like no switches whatsoever. But I went to Target today and I looked, and the only thing that they had were Zelda game and watches. They had like five Zelda game and watches, but no switches whatsoever. They had a lot of them. They had like five, and I saw they had the um. The Mario Kart, whatever the Mario Kart car, and we and like a Ring Fit. That's about all I saw as as far as like you know behind the glass stuff. But but yeah, the OLED does look really really cool. And like actually holding it was like, oh wow, like it really does, really does look a lot different. And that and that back stand is pretty awesome. Like the bigger stand that you can put to whatever, that's pretty neat. And yeah, Kevin. Kevin said he's he's like I just went to GameStop and got one. I was like, what? Whatever, dude. He just like walked in and got yeah, one. Right. But no, but yeah, no. It's a, uh, it's it's they beautiful. Probably it's, saved it for him. It's a beautiful thing, and uh, it actually seeing one in real life does make you be like, oh man, I kind of wish I had one of these. Even though I know that if I got one, it'd be really annoying to transfer everything, and I'm not looking forward to that. But it is kind of one of those things where I just kind of like where I'm like, well, I could like look and see if there's one here. You know, you never know. There might just be one sitting there. Even though I did find one, I don't, I don't know. We would have to like fight over who got it because I think Jess wants one too now that she's on one. So, but they're very pretty. You'd be a three switch household or four. Doesn't Conan have one? Oh, Conan has one. Yeah, he does have one. And he had one, he bought one for his sister too. So we did have like three here at one point or we had four. But yeah, then we would have to like trade in our own switches and all that. And it could be a whole thing. I don't know. It's just, it's just like a little dream I like to toy with. In my head, the thoughts of finding an OLED one day, maybe. But they do look really pretty. If you're playing, you know, if you're playing a lot of handheld, they look great. Uh, so not only was it my birthday this past week, but Shauna's birthday is six days before mine. So that's one of the reasons we couldn't record was because I was busy doing birthday stuff with between the two of us. And uh, so I bought her Family Feud on the Wii. So now we're up to three Family Feud games. <laughs> oh wow! I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, fam- start a Family Feud corner over there. I, I saw that Family Feud was family like. I saw that Family Feud was like seven fifty or something on Switch, and I almost got it, but I didn't get it. I saw it was on sale for for seven something. Well, I will say the the Wii version is my favorite that I have played so far of the three. Um, it's super streamlined. You know, obviously you got the nice pointer controls. And you can share you can share a controller between the two of you if you just want to do it that way, um, and it lets you skip everything. Like you can skip all the little cinematics and cutscenes, which is really annoying in the Switch version. You can't do that, so you just have to watch a lot of the same shit over and over again. Um, so yeah, it's just 
we played it for like an hour or two the other night when uh, I first like got it to where we played it that night. And yeah, it's, it's easy to just kind of get lost in it and play a bunch because it moves so quickly. You can get through a game in probably under 10 minutes if you were just kind of rushing through it. So yeah, family feud on the week. Also it's called, what's it called? I don't remember where the case is. I think it's called generations. So it's like, seventies, eighties, nineties, and early two thousands. And it's like all the different sets are there for the different eras of the game show. And all the questions are based on like that era. So oh. it's kind of fun. Like so that so has that as an option too. So it's kind of like a, kind of like a history, historical, mm-hmm. whatever thing. And then it has a uh, different uh, goals for each, each era, like win this many matches or do this, that, the other. So, it's got a sense of progression that's a little more fun than uh than the other ones so yeah family feud cool uh what else oh yeah the last thing um i bought i also bought one of those amazon tablets Trey. oh you did <laughs> which which one did you get like like a fire like the fire tablet or whatever like how yeah the fire okay it's probably the same one that i got i, I think it was like a seven or nine or something i don't remember it's, it's a, a 10 baby what was because I got mine for like sixty bucks. In fact, you know, it technically might have been like a Black Friday kind of sale because I yeah. got it for, but I bought it like a, two weeks ago, so I guess not. But it was cheap. It was like less than hundred bucks, and I got I paid a little extra to get it without ads. Oh I, yeah, look at you. That matters, but there you go. So, I uh, yeah, I never I never read those. Ads. I bought it for <laughs> social media because I was using my old phone. And then I broke the screen on my old phone, so I can't use that for like social media anymore. So now I have it on my tablet. So I was like, I'll just buy a cheap tablet, put Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff on there. So that's what I bought it for. But then I was like, huh, I wonder if Stardew Valley's on here. And of course it is for five bucks. So there you go. So I bought Star I bought Stardew Valley and I've already played it for I'm almost through the first season. Uh almost through spring. And I'm just back hooked back into that game again. And it works. It's so good. Like it's so fun on the touch screen. Like I definitely prefer the physical controls, but that's probably just because that's how I originally played it. Cause I know people that will say like, Oh, it was best on the PC, which is where it first came. And that was with mouse and keyboard. So what do I know? I mean, I, I prefer the, the switch controls, but it's very much like phantom hourglass. If you remember, like Link would just kind of follow your finger wherever you put it. Oh sure, like okay, that. yeah. I was wondering if it's like you point at it and then he just and the, whoever yeah. goes to it. But then you could also, yeah, just point at like just tap a spot on the screen and then your character will run all the way there. And what's really cool, which I don't think you can do in the Switch. If you can, I've, I guess I've never figured out how. But you can zoom out, and then the you know it'll make the map a lot more condensed and then you can just literally go click you know the opposite of the map your character walks automatically evades obstacles and stuff so it just kind of like it works really well and then especially with like watering your crops and stuff you just tap and i mean it's the same game it's just more accessible and i think that's cool so if i could figure out a way like it has a bunch of control options you could do like a virtual d-pad if you want like it gives you that option yeah and i think there is actually a way to hook up a bluetooth controller to the tablet so if i ever figure that out maybe i'll play that way but it's really cool seeing it on the big you know port portable mode on the switch on your on your uh, much much bigger screen on your handheld screen yeah 
And the music sounds really good with Bluetooth headphones. Like I'm just jamming out Stardew while I'm playing it. I was going to say one cool thing that you should know about those uh, Amazon tablets is, you know, Amazon owns Comixology. So you can actually get a lot of free comics for your for your uh, fire with that. I don't know if you can get Saga or not, but I downloaded a bunch of stuff for free. Like I know you can get like a bunch of the Invincible comics because they own that also. I, I, I did I got like uh, Invincible and like the boys and like a bunch of like Batman comics and stuff like that. So you can you can download a bunch of shit for free on there through comiXology even like newer... i just started watching the boys today because yeah. it's also on there yeah, you, a, you can you can series. read that too it, yeah you can read that as well like for free through that because of like amazon own owning comiXology and all that stuff and they, they actually offered like offered me a ton of free comics like on there right when i bought it so just go into like i don't know comiXology or whatever on your on your thing and you should be mm-hmm. able to get a bunch of them for free through there and there's even like new ones that like just got made like what was it? Scott Snyder, one of the like one of the, he like wrote Batman for years. Like he started writing a bunch of indie comics that you can get on there for free, which are pretty cool. So I've been reading some of those as well. I mean, mine's pretty much just my comic book machine. I just read comics off of it. But but yeah, you can get a lot of really cool free stuff. Like I say, you might even be I'm able just, to get Saga for free or something if you can get. Yeah, I'm really you know. impressed at how much functionality is in it for how cheap it was. So. That's kind of a good thing, I guess, for society that they're that cheap. But this, the speakers are really nice. Like the speakers are nicer than my iPhone speakers, you know, like they're on this cheap ass tablet. So they did that right, at least. Um, but yeah, I've mostly been using it for just to get caught up on social media because I've kind of been off of it for a while. And uh, I watched Mrs. Doubtfire was the first thing I did. I don't know why it just showed up. So I just watched Mrs. Doubtfire. Dude, it looks like a lady again. Oh God! <laughs> Did you? Right. Uh, Maybe that's that's probably why that song was stuck in my head. To be honest. Oh yeah, because it's in that movie. What, was it through Netflix or what did what did you watch it through on there? It's the Amazon. It it's Prime Video. So. Oh okay, yeah. Since I since it's an Amazon tablet, all that shit's like connected and. Yeah, that, that's what that's what's kind of weird about. It. I did I did find that weird. Like when you get it, it's like we know everything already through your Amazon account, and I'm like, ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did, but I did like download a whole bunch of video apps on there, and I watched like, I watched some of my favorite parts from uh, the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League movie on on the tablet when I first got it. So. <laughs> I think the black and white version was up on there too, so I watched some of the black and white stuff also. But yeah, I just started yeah. watching the boys today while I was doing dishes, and it's pretty cool so far. I mean, it's I like a, that show. I watched a few other, episodes, like uh, whatever, like gritty superhero kind of thing. But they toned it down I, I like a lot from stuff. the they toned it down a lot from the comic book, which is probably better off. Really, because it was pretty yeah. great, pretty gritty at the time, and it was written by um. Garth Ennis, who did a uh, preacher, he also wrote a bunch of uh, uh, Ghost Rider stuff and, yeah, and Punisher yeah. as well. Oh no, that was Neil Gaiman. No, that was Neil Gaiman. But no, but yeah, Garth Ennis, and, and also the original. The, it's kind of like a, a Easter egg in the show, but the original character was based on Simon Pegg, like the main uh, Huey or whatever was supposed to be played by Simon Pegg. But now Simon Pegg is his father because. I guess Simon Pegg was too old by the time they got to actually making the show. I didn't think that was like, I was like in my head, I'm like, that's Simon Pegg, but the voice didn't match it. Cause he like, he's doing an accent. And I guess hearing a guy speak with like a, you know, the English accent he has like speaking like a really good, like, I don't know. It's like a Jersey accent or whatever that he's doing, but I'm like, that's not Simon Pegg. Like that sounds like a different person completely. And I had to actually look it up like, Oh yeah. That's yeah he sounds really natural. Also, yeah. also that main that main character Huey, uh, that's Dennis Quaid's kid, 
Jack Quaid. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's also he's also the voice of one of the main characters on uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, the cartoon show that's really good, which you should watch if you have Paramount Plus. I've watched but, some of that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's like um yeah he's like a celebrity baby. I thought about try- at least trying that out because it's got all the Nickelodeon stuff. But that would be the a reason to do that. But anyway, yeah, I, I'm in the tablet tablet sphere now. I waited so long to get a tablet. Finally, it was just like, fuck it. It's cheap and it solves a lot of issues I have right now as far as like it could just be my little social media device and then I won't be as distracted on my phone. And that's what it's for. But then I'll probably buy more shit on Amazon now because because <laughs> it's easier through it's that. Listening. Yeah. But 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 I like. I well, said, I also have a Kindle. I have like an actual Kindle too, so all my books are on there and everything. Oh yeah, it should already. go backwards. Yeah, it should be like backwards compatible mm-hmm. somewhat with that. So yeah, because there's like an Amazon Fire Kindle thing also. I think that there's some comics on. But yeah, get a bunch of free comics from there because you can get a lot of cool stuff. And when I went to when I went to Abu Dhabi, I actually took that thing with me. I didn't bring my laptop, but I bought my my uh, Kindle Fire so I could read comics on the plane and I downloaded a bunch of comics on there so I could read it without a signal, but I was actually able to use um, Marvel unlimited in Abu Dhabi. So that was cool. Better than, uh, I mean, most things you can't use, like most uh, video apps you can't use, but you can use that. Yeah. It's pretty much, I decorated my office a little bit, but that was basically just, I took a, I had some time off of work and I kind of just decorated yeah, I was looking at what's that the pink thing on the on the desk there. Is that the guy from Ariel Monsters? Wait, all the way back? Yeah. That's Poochie and Yarnyoshi, pink Yarnyoshi. Uh, okay, I thought that was the, you know, the guy who holds his eyeballs up with his hands. I can see that. Well, there is like a thing behind oh. it that could be eyeballs. Kind of looks like eyeballs. That's uh, the di- that's Dino Wars. It's kind of hard to see what it all is, but yeah, I've got Dino Wars back there. i got the square painter paintings, some of my Bert Perler shit. And over here, I've got the, I put the Metroid thing up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mine's uh mine's on the other side. Nice. Mine's like just right here. So you can't see it. It's on the other side of the computer. Well, let's, uh, I guess we could, we could, do you want to talk about Grand Theft Auto and then we'll take a break? Yeah, I got that to talk about. So I've been playing Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy. And, you know, again, just like I said, two weeks ago, um, I think the game is, good if you like those games or if, you're at, if you have fun with them you'll have fun with them on the switch despite all the glitches and things well there's like two patches that have been released already right like to fix it yep yeah so i, I saw yeah, that like i saw they removed uh hot dog fingers as, the, as they've been referring to them online the one that you should send me pictures of and all that yep. so how the guy with the 12 inch fingers yeah, yeah hot dog fingers isn't there anymore uh i saw i saw six put up some pictures that, that yeah just had a sign that was just different you know had like the had like the burger shot or whatever and every, and all the prices were changed to 69 and they weren't before and yeah right so they're they trying some to... spellings have been corrected mm-hmm. like some of the signs were misspelled yeah so um there was two batches of corrections that were put out and they each had over like over 100 bug fixes so i think they got their their full QA team on this for the time being. Um, you know, they recognize they messed up and should have treated their triple A series much better than they did. So get the game. Again, get the game. They're fixing it. Um, it was 
fun to begin with, even in its flawed state. If you if you like Grand Theft Auto, go ahead and get it now. And they uh, th- there was like some other news involved with that. Like they're not they're not releasing. Like they put they put their physical version on hold, which I figured was going to happen. Yep. Like that got delayed inevitably. And of course, like yeah, there's there's been patches as well, and they've you know apologized for not giving a shit and just doing a a weak cash grab or whatever. So it's just it's just weird that they uh, that they just were just like whatever, just kind of threw it on there. As there, I think that they were like, we're gonna have to apologize eventually, so we'll just slog it out and then we'll just do this really half-assed apology. John, did I think you have it on here? But some people were offered like free software, right? Oh yeah. So, like, yeah, for, if you have, if you got the PC version, you're able to get the originals uh, v- versions for free. The the not so definitive were, editions. Were they re-listed then? Well, that was yeah, they that, were re-listed. That, yeah, they put them back okay. on. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a big thing about that because people were mad that they not that they put out this crappy version, but also that they took away the original version. And you were not able to buy it anymore. So they, yeah, they brought back that version that was taken away. So yeah, it was relisted, and it was given for free to anybody who had the PC version, which is kind of like okay, yeah, yeah. So I've, there is a there was a rumor that uh, they posted they snuck a, a screenshot from Grand Theft Auto Six in there, and I didn't look at too much into that, but I just mentioned that because I think the fact that they didn't delay this thing, I mean that. They're smart people, right? They're they they make video games. They they know what's good, what's bad. The fact that they didn't delay this thing to me says that maybe GTA Six could be closer than we think. Because you know, if they delay it, uh, say if they delayed it the next spring or whatever, well, maybe GTA Six is coming out, you know, in the summer or something. And so they're like, well, we can't delay it. We got to put it out now, and we'll just fix it. I think that was their strategy. This was not that they, they knew it's I'm, I'm sure they knew what state it was in and and they just had to release it for one for Christmas. And two, I also think that 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 if there was not something else pushing against it on the other side of the holidays, that they wouldn't have done this to their triple A series. That they would have said, Okay, we'll just push it to later and get our money later. But they couldn't, I think, because GTA Six is probably coming sooner than we think. That's my suspicion. Does, I mean, hasn't GTA Five not come out for PS Five and Xbox Series X yet? Like, does doesn't that have to come out first? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe that was the reason. Maybe that was the thing. That seems you know, to be the only the thing they care about anymore. Editions come out. That, it seems yeah. to be the only thing they care about anymore is GTA Five Online version or whatever the fuck. I admire your optimism, John, but. <laughs> I really think it was a cash grab, and I think that it was one of those cases of like here the corporate thing of like it's cheaper to pay some people off than to delay it. Like, true, yeah. Like, what is that? In, is that in Fight Club? I can't remember. With like, it's more expensive to recall than it is to pay some lawsuits or whatever. Oh, sure, yeah, things. yeah. I believe yeah, I that believe that sense. it's a. Uh, I know we talked about how well it was selling. It's dropped from like what number three to like number twenty six on the. uh eShop charts so it's it's plummeted since since la- since it released but now i mean now of course pokemon pearl and diamond are at the top of, of the i also think people like that were gonna buy it probably bought it right away you know the, the yeah. gta fans that that's reading, yep. reading all the stuff about it they were just like gta on switch hell yeah they just bought it 
Yeah, but yep. it doesn't yep. have much staying staying power because it had so much controversy after the release. They should bring Chinatown Wars to the Switch as well. I they should. I take it. I don't think they're going to. I mean, but you're still enjoying it. Are you still playing all three of them? Oh yeah. So I, I've been playing mostly number three, and actually branched out and started playing the other two. And I was surprised to find that I think the visuals are actually a lot better in uh, three and Vice City. For some reason, that's what the yeah. ones in San Andreas are just you know it's it's like they didn't do that much to it. But the other one it looked like, looked like they spent the time to actually try and give it some kind of some kind of cohesive style. That was that was something that I saw people saying that San Andreas was definitely the worst looking one of the three of them. Which, yeah, which well, I, it yeah. just looks like it, San Andreas looks more like just the just the PlayStation game, just like the PS2 game, almost untouched, except for in some weird spots where characters look all funny and st- things. But the other two look like they got a new coat of paint and they look more polished and kind of cartoony, and a little bit shinier. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying all of them just the same. There was, I don't know where it was. I, I was reading something on, I, I couldn't find it on here, but I was reading something on Twitter where it was just, it's always funny to see like what the tweaks are about the games whenever they patch them. And it was just like one of them, it's like, you know, stops raining inside or like all, you know, this stops working or this other thing, you know, like all this stuff that they're trying to fix to make it like more playable. And I guess they added the cinematic camera now, which I guess wasn't in there, which is like, I was like, oh, weird. That was in all the other ones. You know, uh, yeah. where you can like kind of like do it from different angles and stuff while you're playing. Sure. Yeah. Well, I got one more thing, and this one is it's something that we actually mentioned. I learned about on the show. I don't know how long ago, maybe three or four months ago. And it's better if I just show you rather than explain it. Okay. So I need to turn my camera off for a second. It's going to take me a few seconds to set it up, but I want to show you. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, ready. Whoa. What's that? That's a little DDR. Mini Dance Dance Revolution. How weird. I've never seen one of these. <laughs> I can't hear no, it. I do remember talking about this on the show, though. It's probably much easier to play than the real one because you're using your fingers instead of your feet. Wow. That's, that's cute. I'll give it that. So it's a mini DDR thing. How did you come across this? This was some news item that we had on the show a while ago. It was on Target, and it's only 20, 20 bucks. So I think it's really cool. How many songs uh, does it have? Yeah, say so how's the song selection? It only has three songs, unfortunately, but for $20, I can't be mad at it. Okay. Um, yeah, but there are three different difficulty levels for it. So there's some replay value a little bit. And it's just nice to have on a shelf. Got a little DDR I can play. You know, it's it's kind of like to the scale of maybe a, a Ninja Turtle for people who aren't looking. You know, is it like a stainless steel bottom there? It isn't. No, it's plastic. Oh. Here, I'll switch my camera back. If you had any, if you had any toys, you could uh, you could use an action figure on there and have them dance in the thing. Mr. T. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or like a, that's it. Apocalypse. You could have him dance on there. There you go. I have a Thanos. I have a Thanos also, but I don't want to. I don't want to grab him because he's gonna snap at me. Yeah, it's really cool though. For, for twenty bucks, I can't be mad at this. It's it's a good build. Um, it's a nice little thing to just put on the shelf. And so I got a mini DDR. So is it? I'm, uh, I'm happy with it. USB like rechargeable or is it use batteries? No, I use batteries. You know, 
So actually, I like this thing so much, but I thought about like, you know, the uh, the company Replicate, or it's not a company, but it's a the company's New Wave Toys, and they have this brand called Replicate, where they make mini arcade machines that are like to scale of say a Barbie doll, like a twelve inch doll, and they're really high quality. And you can see like every little groove in the wood paneling and that kind of thing. They also um, sell like the carpet and stuff, right? Like you can make they do like an extra, yeah. Yeah, they sell like every, they sell a mini change machine, like everything that you could need to make a little mini arcade. It's almost and like actually, a model train set, but arcade for arcades. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote them and I said, "Hey, I got this mini DDR thing that I, I like a lot, but I really can't help but think, what if it was made by you guys? And um, you know, I would pay three hundred bucks because they they run about one hundred and fifty or so. So I imagine like a cool old DDR machine with lights and all that thing, all that stuff." Maybe it would be like 300 bucks. I'd pay that. And if you could like hook two of them together the way you could a real DDR machine. Oh, come on. That'd be so much fun. But until then, this is about 20 bucks. I got it from uh, Target's website. And yeah, it's really cool. I like it. I like it too. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about news and other stuff. So, cool. okay, be right back. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
All right, we're back from break. So, like we said before, there's been a week in between our episodes, and there's been quite a lot of things that released on the Switch between then and now, and we'll do our retail report here to talk about those, just because I think there's some interesting stuff coming out and already out. Uh, Death's Door came out last week. That's that game with the with the bird person in it that's like Zelda-like, whatever. 1999. It was nominated for like Best Indie on the uh, Game Awards thing, which we'll talk about in a second. I was interested in that one. I haven't got it yet, but it's on there now. Uh, interest to Jeremy, I thought. Let's Sing 2022 is coming out this week for forty for 39.99. But you can use your phone, your phone, right, as a microphone, yeah. as through a free app. So I made sure and read that on there. So there's your karaoke game for the Switch that's coming out. Deer Simulator's out now. That was another one that John was talking about. <laughs> Basically looks like a... Yeah. What's the simulator? The Deer Simulator. It has like this... Oh, uh, we get it when it's 10 bucks. Yeah. It's nineteen ninety nine right now. My four-year-old niece is like obsessed with Goat Simulator. I saw her on things. Oh, yeah. And she loves that game. She plays all the time. Yeah. My nephew loves it, too. I mean, it's probably pretty funny for a kid because it's just stupid you know absurd yeah yeah uh date night bowling was another game that i thought looked interesting that came out for ten dollars uh castle on the coast that was one from the platformer direct that we watched with uh with the giraffe named george that remind us of jeffrey the giraffe from toys r us that game's coming out it's like 14.99 i don't know the 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 jumping on it looks a little weird but i was still kind of intrigued by it but the big thing i think coming out this week is uh danganronpa it's coming out one, two, th- one through three, and Ultimate Summer Camp. And for anybody who likes Squid, time. for anybody who likes Squid Games, get Danganronpa. It's pretty much the same thing. Well, Squid Games is the same as Danganronpa because that was out for much longer. But it's similar death games type of thing. A bunch of people getting put in one area. They all have to kill each other. That sort of thing. Uh, Danganronpa was a PlayStation Portable exclusive when it came out, and I heard people talk about it for years. I know like a lot of people that we listen to podcasters really, really like it. So I was very intrigued by it. It's on sale. It's like a dollar fifty off. It's not even really a sale. But I bought Danganronpa one just because I really want to play one of these games. And I thought that that maybe Justin and I could play it or something like that. But it's a it's like a it's like a ver- it's like a visual novel, but to the extreme, from what I heard. Super over the top, lots of blood, lots of killing, lots of weirdness. You know, that type of thing. And I heard three is really, really good out of out of all three of these. I heard three is the best one. And Ultimate Summer Camp is a really weird board game side version that's only single player and also has like, um, what do you call it? It has the uh, gotcha stuff in it. Even though you pay for it, it has a gotcha mechanic inside of it where you have to pay more money to try to unlock more characters from other games, which is really weird. I hear, I heard, real I, money? Huh? Like real money, like yeah. Real money? Real money, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, there's like a there's a gotcha there's a gotcha real money mechanic thing in there, which I watched I watched some reviews of it the other night just because I was like, oh, I want to see what these games look like. And yeah, the I was intrigued by the Ultimate Summer Camp because it's a board game, but apparently it's like, yeah, it's a board game and you get like maybe one character that you can play as, but you have to unlock all the other characters by getting playing cards. And in order to get these you have to like pay actual money. <laughs> to get the on top of a $20 game which is like what what <laughs> shouldn't it be like free to play and then you have that so, I don't know but no, I'm, I'm excited to play Danganronpa 1 like I said I've heard people talk about it for a long time 
And it's cool to see it on Switch, finally, on Nintendo system, finally, because it was PlayStation exclusive for so long. So there you go. Also, uh, Big Brain Academy comes out this week. There's a demo available. I played around with it earlier today. Uh, there's like three games that you could play on there, but they're all multiplayer, so you could play. One thing that I, I thought it was kind of intriguing, just because you can play all of those brain games as like a party game. Like you could play like a four-player brain game thing. So I, I saw that as maybe being a fun thing, but not necessarily for $30. That's what it is coming out. So I was like, eh. I don't know if I want to drop $30 on a thing that maybe I'll play. So you're like, you're like adding numbers and stuff together as a part of the game. It's like, a, it, there's different versions. There's like one of them is like a shadows of characters move past you really quickly and you have to pick which characters fit the shadows. And if you get one wrong, it you have to start all over again. And there's another one that's like counting from like, where you go from like a lowest to highest numbers and it's like popping balloons. And there's another one that's... um. The other one's like whack a mole, where it'll be like, here's these two images, and these, and these are gonna come quickly out of these out of these holes, and you have to hit them, like hit the right one, and get get a certain amount correct, and all that. But I, I watched the video review, and there's like ones where there's like telling time, where you have to like set a clock, and it's like, all right, here's the time, change it to like 615 minutes past this, and like whoever does that faster, and I'm like, whoa, I can't even, I'm like, I can't even think about how that would, you know, what is that, 600 minutes, what 10 is hours, that, like, 15 minutes. Is it? Yeah. I'm just not that... I was never really that good with analog clocks. So, I mean, it's... Uh, I feel like I would do terrible on that one. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, like, you know, mind stuff, like, in that way. But it looks cool from what it is. And and it's, you know, basically, you know, it's a sequel to the... Or a sequel or remake to the Wii one that was already out. And uh, Disney Magical World 2. I know everybody's been waiting for that one. It comes out this week, too. Which Finally. is the, re- the remake of the 3DS game for forty nine ninety nine. Way too expensive. 3DS remake $50. Nope. And another game that's definitely way too expensive, uh, IGN's game, which is free on phone. I don't know. I watched the video of it and I thought it it's looked a, like... It's on the website. I thought it yeah. looked like dog I shit, like so I didn't, game or didn't watch, I didn't want to play it, but yeah. <laughs> I watched I'm even try, I haven't tried it yet, so I just found out about it before the show. I'm like, but how do I have to play this garbage game? Do I have to play it on my computer? Because I hate playing games on there. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm just hoping that there's like cameos from the old NBC crew and that kind of thing. I mean, there could be, I don't know. They're all like pixelated. Like I couldn't tell who anybody was that was in that video. So you could say that's Craig Harris and nobody would say no to you. Cause you can never, cause you can't really tell who, who is there. I don't know. It didn't. Yeah. It looked, it didn't look great to me, but I guess I would, I would be intrigued to play it if they put Cat Bailey on there. If they, if they have a, like today, IGN people on there. Industry legend. They put her on there. I'd be I'd be into into playing it, but as of right now. Yeah, it's, it's called not. IGN twenty five. It's their twenty fifth anniversary celebration game. Yeah. Which I guess you I mean, what if shot. it was like what if it was like the emo game but with IGN people and you had a <laughs> Yeah, like Craig Harrison or something. Yeah, and you have yeah, and you have Matt, like special Matt powers. Casmacina. And like yeah, the the old IGN, like Parrish Snyder gets gets kidnapped and you have to like put put together a team of uh IGN characters to with with weird special moves to to go and save them from Aerosmith bringing it back around because remember Aerosmith <laughs> Aerosmith was the band that kit that captured uh, the dead that captured the Get Up Kids in that uh, emo game so yeah yeah bring it around again there was a there was one game I wanted to mention that was announced in between episodes just because I had such a great joke about it that I didn't get to say but uh, multiverses which is not even a Switch game. But it's a it's a Smash Brothers knockoff game with very random characters like Tom and Jerry and uh, Steven Universe and Batman and 
Arya Stark in there. And uh, mm-hmm. once I saw Arya Stark in there, I was like, oh, man, they need to make an HBO crossover Smash Brothers game. Like, I want, like, Tony Soprano versus, like, Larry David in, <laughs> in a Smash Brothers world. <laughs> like, can we make that happen, somebody, please? Like, this is what I want. If, you, if you're going to put I fucking Ar- if you're gonna put like <laughs> fucking Arya Stark in there, I want, like, all of these HBO shows to, like, come, like, even put, like, original, like, animated Spawn in there or something like that. Go way back. <laughs> to, uh, Justice Parker. We'll do, yeah, Sex in the City. Yeah, no, bring that in there too. No, we want them, we want them all in there. I want them all. That it'll be great. Uh, Sex. In, we'll have a uh, Tales from the Crypt with the Crypt Keeper in there. He'll, he'll be he'll be a, be a playable character also. Uh, yeah, we got we got to we got to do all of them. Uh, Mr. Show. Well, Mr. Show there as a playable character. That's another yeah. HBO show. Yep. I just want all the HBO shows. Andrew in, Dice Clay in a Smash Brothers game. Just doing all the 80s, Just doing whatever to each other. I think more like HBO made shows that the that the, that are on there would be would be hilarious. I mean, if Arya Stark can be in there, and if you can put like Phoenix Wright in a fighting game, you could put like Tony Soprano or Larry David in there in a fighting game. Is what I'm saying. Like, if you could put people who don't. I mean, I mean, I guess I haven't seen the Sopranos. I'm sure like one of them fought somebody at one point in those in that show. But you can make you can make it work, you know. And it would be it would be hilarious. And that's what they should be doing instead of this multiverse game because this game, I don't know. <laughs> the art style looks weird yep. in this game, <laughs> and and yeah, and it's the, exactly like what they did with Space Jam. Warner Bros. also did Space Jam. Space Jam Two came out, and it wasn't just the Looney Tunes; it was every fucking Warner Brothers thing they could cram into a movie, and that's just what they're doing with this game. So, but not all of them. They're, they're not. They're like stretching I said, to find their their Marvel. They need, they already have their Marvel. It's DC, and they fucked it up. That's what I'm saying. They need their HBO shows. They need the HBO shows to be in there to fight each other. That's what I want. I want Carrie Bradshaw versus Tony Soprano or something like that. It would be it would be hilarious. I want her That's fighting. Samantha I Samantha. want her fighting somebody. I want them all to fight each other. <laughs> that, that would be great. And Mr. Big and whoever else is on that dumb show. Medium boy. You can have them fight in uh have them fight in the in the desert again. Like from that terrible movie, the second one. Yeah. I, I thought it was really weird that it wasn't coming to Switch. It's like free to play, not on Switch. It's like, okay. Oh, I just assumed it. That's why I put it on there because uh, of course it's coming to Switch, but it's not okay. No, I heard I heard them Here. saying I heard them saying IGN that it wasn't coming to Switch, and I was like, that's got to be it. That, that's got to be a fuck up. And I looked it up, and I was like, nope, not coming to Switch. <laughs> so they 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 did they said no no Switch. So whatever. But yeah, that was just a funny one because it could be really hilarious if they just like swing just just swing for the fences on that one. Let's let's, let's make it weird. Let's put put some weird HBO guys in there. So uh, we all we also we got some DLC. We also, oh yeah, there was some DLC for stuff. Uh, I didn't really mess around with any of them, but there there is a main one, I guess, on there that you would want to mention, John. But uh, what was it? Um, oh, Mario Kart Tour 2.0. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That got updated. Wasn't <laughs> no. expecting that, were you? <laughs> no, I was not. No, no the uh, the Hitman Three stuff. Have we even talked about that? Oh yeah, the Hitman Three. Yeah, sure. So uh, I was really psyched because you know, I just assumed the hitman dlc would be you know one year and then they'd be done with it and they'd move on like other games but no they came out with a trailer for hitman 3 year two so they intend to keep this going for a whole nother year and i am on board and yes they're gonna get more money out of me (laughs) i'm gonna pay another 30 dollars for whatever this whole season uh is gonna provide so i'm i'm excited Um, and they promised uh, i think it was was it two or three new maps, which is the most important thing? 
a whole new area of the game to play. So that, that's very, very cool. Um, yeah, this game just keeps on keeps on giving, taking my money, but keeps on giving. Um, yeah, there must be a lot. Put out. Let's say there must be a lot but, more of you out there, of people out there like you that are just keeps giving them money for each uh, DLC that they put out. So they're like, keep doing it's it. Quality. I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's quality. I, I put over 300 hours into this game, and it, you know, I, I'm going to keep playing it. It's going to be it's a perennial uh, game for me. So. Uh, they also put out the winter roadmap, which just kind of explains what they're going to do for the next uh, month or two. The the year two stuff, they promised more information in January, but uh, they said that this month there's going to be basically the greatest, all, all of the elusive targets are going to make a, a reappearance. So if you missed one, uh, they're all going to make a reappearance throughout the month. So I'm excited to catch up on that because I've only, uh, did I beat one? I think I beat one. Yeah, I beat one of them, so I got to beat the rest of them. But they're they're tough and they're fun, and I'm glad I'm gonna get another shot at them. Literally, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I was like, yeah, more Hitman Three stuff. So it's just keep keeps going and going and going. Keep it coming. I didn't uh, any of the other uh, updates. I guess there's like a patch on Disco Elysium. I still haven't played that game since uh, I played it the first time it went out. Just because I've been playing other stuff, I did I did get the update for what the golf because I did really like that game, but I haven't played it yet. And the update for Mario Golf, which I mentioned earlier, that that world that I couldn't remember the name of is called uh, Shelltop Sanctuary. I thought it was Shroom, Shroom Sanctuary, but Shelltop. So I was wrong on that. Sorry. And there's a Minecraft thing. Do you care anything about cliffs and caves, Jeremy? Or do you even... Yeah, I've fallen off of Minecraft. Like, every time I come back to it, it's changed so much. But it does make me happy. It continues to soldier on with updates. I figured it'll eventually bring you back at some point. I mean, you could play it on your tablet, and then maybe you'll maybe you want to play it again. True, and it, there is a there is a Kindle Minecraft. Yeah, for sure. So I I didn't uh, we didn't really get to talk about any of the video game awards last time, probably because they put up a shitty uh, website that you can actually get to, or they they uh, falsely put it on Twitter. But I thought it'd be fun to just like talk about some of the stuff on here because there are sure. like a decent amount of Nintendo stuff on here, and some of them are just dumb. Just the way that have you guys voted on any of these yet or anything like that? I haven't. No, I didn't vote because I guess you you have to sign in to vote, and I don't remember what my what my name was. But I've obviously I've voted in previous ones, so I've I've done it before. But I guess most importantly is Metroid Dread is nominated for Game of the Year, which is pretty cool. And like a lot of people were hoping on that. I don't know if it will actually make it, but versus some of these other ones, I really don't know. Like was it Death Loop? It takes two Psychonauts two. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. I mean, the only other game I played of these is Psychonauts 2, but I feel like... I think it stands a really good chance. I feel like Deathloop and It Takes Two aren't those kind of more like indie games? And I don't know, I don't feel like people talk that much about Resident Evil Village as it being like a game of the year type thing. I don't know. Seems kind of... Yeah. I, I, th- I think it would have a chance. And also they've been talking about how there's going to be... They're going to reveal some sort of game that they've been working on revealing for two years. It's a long time to work on something to, re- to reveal. And I've seen people like talking on the internet about that. They think maybe it'll be like more breath of the wild two stuff, but that's not like a brand new game that no one knows about. So I don't know, but I mean, there's a good chance, I guess maybe they could show something. I don't think they would really drop like main breath of the wild information during that. Maybe, maybe like Bayonetta three stuff or something like that. 
because I know what they they dropped the DLC for Breath of the Wild, the first one, on the Video Game Awards, and they also dropped the information about re-releasing the the uh, Bayonetta games and all that, Bayonetta one and two, and announced Bayonetta three. It's a Nintendo announcement, yeah. No, they didn't say what announcement it was for. It just said it was an announcement that was in had been in development okay. for years. And people just think Breath of the Wild because they want to see Breath of the Wild, of course, because who doesn't? And they have, you know, they they showed footage of Breath of the Wild, but when it was still a Wii U game during the Video Game Awards. So like, it has been on these shows multiple times. Like, I remember the first time I ever saw it running. When like Miyamoto and like um, Ionuma were like sitting in a in a room like playing it, like it was on yeah. video game awards, so like it's been there. So there's a good chance that you know it could happen again. Could be. Uh, what's else? Uh, bet best game tr- game direction. No Nintendo stuff on here, but that's like kind of the same one. Deathloop. It's takes two. Returnal. Psychonauts two. Ratchet and Clank. It's like I don't. Yeah, I only played one of these. Um, best narrative. Kind of the same games again. <laughs> Death Loop, it takes two. Life is Strange. Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. Psychonauts 2. I almost bought Marvel Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy because it was on sale for like $25 on PS4. And I thought about getting it. But I heard, I don't know, from what I heard from one of the podcasts I listened to, I'm kind of glad I didn't get it. Because whenever I watch wrestling, they almost always show a, show a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. And the, and the commercial is constant talking and it's incredibly annoying. Especially because the whoever the fake Chris Pratt is is not good. Does not have a good voice, I don't think. It's Charles Martinet. But whenever you whenever you see whenever you see it on there, it's like, Hey, I'm Star Lord and this is Guardians of the Galaxy and here's all my friends and I am gonna say everything they do whenever they do it and I, and this is the whole game for twenty hours and I'm like, Oh my god, shoot me in the head, please. And I heard that it doesn't get any better, so I'm kinda glad I didn't get it. <laughs> because I don't I don't need to hear like full narration of everything that's happening on the game. Unless you're singing it to me or something, which I probably wouldn't even like that. But those are my thoughts on that. Best art direction, still no Nintendo stuff in there. It's kind of the same stuff, plus like Artful Escape, which I didn't play. Score and music, Cyberpunk 2077 in there. I guess it had a good soundtrack. There's like one thing that people liked about there. The one thing that didn't glitch. (laughs) Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like has best songs from the 80s in there, which that was another thing I thought was dumb. It's like, why are there 80s songs in there? I thought they were supposed to be listening to 70s songs. Because he like left Earth before the 80s even happened. So why would he have a tape of 80s songs? I guess he gets the Zune at the end of the second movie. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, best he audio. Zune? He does, yeah. At the end of the spoilers. At the end of the second movie, he does. Best audio design. Uh, it's like the same stuff again. Deathloop. Forza Horizon 5. Wretched and Clank. Resident Evil Village. Returnal. I do kind of want to play Forza just because I like racing games and everybody's talking about how great it is. Best performance. Obviously, nothing from Nintendo on there. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito's on there. He's awesome. So hopefully, he wins something for Far Cry Six. Yeah, for being in the Mario movie. That's what I. Is what I hoped he was on there for. Uh, games for Impact. There's what is it? Before Your Eyes. Boyfriend Dungeon is on there from Switch, which I thought that one was kind of controversial, wasn't it? Because it kind of had like some toxic characters in there. Uh, yeah. Chicory is supposed to be really good, and I, that should be on Switch. I, I hope that's on Switch at some point. Uh, Life is Strange, which is coming to Switch, but I think it got delayed. Uh, no longer home. It's on there. Also, let's see best ongoing. That'll be Fortnite, probably. I'm sure, because it's never, because it will never end. I guess there's been a lot of praise for Final Fantasy 14, so maybe that could get something. Best indie has a lot of Nintendo stuff on here. 
that's available now. Uh, 12 Minutes, which is actually coming to Nintendo. Coming to Nintendo. It was announced. Uh, Death's Door, which just came to Nintendo. And Loop Hero, which is actually coming out the week of this show, which is next week. So that's three-fifths of the of the indie stuff will, will be on Nintendo Switch. And Inscription and Kino Bridge of Spirits are on there as well. So I heard people hated 12 Minutes. I'm kind of interested to see it. I've seen people like ranting about it online. Best best mobile game. I think I'll be good. Best mobile game. Fantasians on there. I'm sure, Jeremy would vote for that one because you actually played it. Oh yeah, I forgot about that game. Yeah, but you can't play it on your probably can't play it on your tablet because it's Apple Arcade only, right? Which I need to remember to disconnect that so I don't get charged for it since I'm doing like the six months for free or whatever because I never play it. But Pokemon Pokemon Unites on there. I figured they'll probably win because they got because people play the crap out of that game it's another nintendo one um next category best community support what does that mean i don't even know what that means uh recognize is that another name for least toxic community let's see uh this is what it says or like yeah recognizing a game for outstanding community support transparency and responsiveness inclusive of social media activity and game update patches i guess it's yeah it's like if you fucked up something, you listened and fixed it. That's what it, I get from that. So statement. It sounds like know. something like Stardew or Minecraft would have gotten back in the day. So probably something along those lines, like a game that gets updated a lot. And yeah. Has an active community, maybe Hades back when it was a beta. I mean, they're all, they're all kind of online games like, but no man's sky, Fortnite, final fantasy, 14, destiny Two, apex legends, that type of thing. No man's skies on there. Yeah, <laughs> right. That, so old. that one should win because so many people complained about it, and I guess they finally fixed it to make it playable enough, right? I've heard they turned it around. I know on uh, CU podcast, Ian talks about it a lot. Says he likes it. Yeah, people like it now. Like people who stayed with it, you know. They, I hear it's better. I don't know. I never played it. Uh, innovation and accessibility. I, I mean, that would be like different ways to make it so people can play it in different ways, right? Far Cry Six, Forza Horizon, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank, The Veil, oh, VR, AR, Resident Evil Four, hey, Hitman yeah, Three. Yeah, I, I found that interesting that there was a Hitman Three VR. Did you know about that before it was nominated? I knew. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Is it is it just like some of the levels, or is it just parts of it, or what's on there? It's the whole game. Oh, it's the whole game in, in VR. Yep. And are you still behind the guy? The the bald guy? No, that's first person. I mean, uh, you're, it's you. Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even know about that. I th- I would think that I don't know. The only one I've heard the most about is Resident Evil Four, so I thought maybe that would be the one that would win. This one is my vote. Uh, best action game. I don't know why Metroid isn't on this one. It's weird that there's like best action and then there's best action adventure. Like, what's the difference between those? Does anybody know? Because I sure don't. Back for Blood, Chivalry, Returnal, whatever. And then the next one is Best Action Adventure, which has Metroid Dread in. Metroid. So two, yeah, two ones for Metroid there. Because of the exploration element, I think that makes action adventure. I guess. I don't know. Just run and gun or something is action. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Now, here's the one that I always have a beef with, and for some reason, the best role-playing category. Monster Hunter Rise is not a role-playing game, guys. Stop putting it in the role-playing category. It is not a role-playing game. It's not an RPG. It's that this this is a fucking action game. You want to put it in an action category? Monster yeah. Hunter Rise is fucking is the fucking actioniest action game you've ever played. It's not a fucking RPG. It's all about action. I mean, it's all about killing monsters. And yeah, I don't understand why it keeps gets keep put it in this category. It's been put in the category for years of different versions of it. But what the fuck, guys? 
But my vote is for Shin Megami Tensei Five, of course, because it's great. And Did you like the hair physics? I love the hair. Yeah, the hair is excellent on Shin Megami Tensei Five. <laughs> One thing I really like is sliding down the sand too. Like that's a really fun thing to do. Like when the sand is sloped down and you're running down it, you kind of like surf down it, and that's fun. That's a lot of fun to do. Plus, you can jump around. There's a lot of platforming-ish stuff in it, and you can get to parts that you can kind of like break the game a little bit and jump up to things that you can like up up on hills that you wouldn't think you'd be able to get up on and stuff like that. And yeah, it's fun. I really, I really like. I said the, the open world stuff has been my favorite thing for sure. I like. I is it your game of the year? Maybe I don't know. We still got some months left. We'll see. Actually, we only got one month left. Not some, some months, months. Le- not some, some months weeks. Left. Weeks mean months in my mind, I guess. No, I mean it was it was always kind of in my mind for it. But I need to play. I need to go back and play Monster Hunter Rise again because I think that game is great. Or at least it was really great when I played it. And they've added a lot of stuff to it. I just need that last mission. I would. I would say that we should try to play it online again. To I would make a me. weapon out of one of the twins. I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Best fighting game. I would say Guilty Gear Strive because those games are great. I guess the only one on Switch is the Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, which I thought about getting that one if I could find it, if I could find any of the discounts for it. But by the time I made it to Target, it was back to fifty. But I did see it selling it for like nineteen ninety nine in a lot of places. I was like, oh, maybe if I found it for that, I'd get it. Best I'd vote f- Melty Blood just for the. Oh yeah, best family game. Here's where Nintendo shines, right? <laughs> best family game for Nintendo. Uh, nominations on here plus it takes two but uh we got mario party superstars we got new pokemon snap we got super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury we got WarioWare. get it together i didn't even know that game was even nominated wow but there it is for nintendo i games. forgot about that game i figured that mario party would mario party would win yeah i i, I forgot about WarioWare also and and kind of pokemon snap as well yeah <laughs> so and i will say for WarioWare that my uh nephew and 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 uh his dad, his family, they, they play it a lot. They like it. Um, you know, I, I play it when I get over there too. So within that setting, like playing it by myself, the demo, I was like, yeah, but going over and playing with a five-year-old and do they um, have, do they have the full game? Family, that was, it's fun. Do they have they the do. whole, they have the whole game? Yep. Oh, so you, I mean, you could pretty they much do. play through the whole game on their copy, like in one night, like in an hour, probably it's not very long. So if you wanted to know what yeah. the game actually feels like, you could do it in that way, you know? It's very, or whenever you're sitting in the house or whatever you whatever you do, you probably mm-hmm. play through that. Uh, Sim strategy games. I never play any of these games. Age of the Empire, Evil Genius, Humankind, Inscription, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Pass. Racing sports games. F1 2021. FIFA 2020. Oh, FIFA 22. Yeah, Forza Horizon. Boo, no cruising. Yeah, right. I guess it's not. I don't know. It's not really a new game because it's a re-released arcade game, but it's optimized for Switch, whatever. I say, I mean, Forza seems to be popular. That's probably going to win that. Multiplayer, more of this. Knockout City, that's on Switch. Monster Hunter Rise, multiplayer game. There it is. New World, Valheim, Back for Blood. Um, Content creators, don't know any of these people. So we'll just skip right past that one. Don't even need to Don't even need to talk about that. See if I know any of their names. See if you can Is Dream on there? Dream is on there. I don't know. I pa- I skipped past it so quickly. Uh, Dream, yeah. Valkyrie. Dream, Ebi, Gal, Fusely, Gref, Gay, Pokemon, Greg, Gregka. <laughs> no idea. I don't. I don't want to know. Uh, best indie debut. Um, no Switch stuff on there. Kind of the same thing. 
Forgotten City, Kina. I don't know what. How is this? How is this indie debut better? Like, I guess. Oh, new independent studio is what it is. I was like, aren't all the new indie games kind of like indie debuts? This this is my this is the one de- the one I definitely wanted to talk about just because I think it's hilarious. But most anticipated game category. Is there any possibility? Congrats on being anticipated. I mean, but like, great job. But is there any possibility that Le- the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild Two is not going to win this category? Like, I feel like this is. There's no way. There's no fucking way that anybody would vote for any of these other games. I just feel like that was just like a shoe in game. It's like I figured that most people want to see Breath of the Wild too. I think, right? Am I think I... there's people who are yeah would vote for the other ones. I don't think any of the others are nearly as deserving, but I think that people would. Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon, Forbidden West, and Starfield. I don't know. I yeah, would. I, I think. I think Zelda's gonna gonna win that one. I think that's the one that has. You remember, the most. Horizon Zero Dawn came out around the same time as Breath of the Wild. So did it? It'd be interesting if they were they're competing again. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Know. I don't. I thought it came out before that. I guess I don't know. It I never, did. I never, but it was I never the same played year. it. I never played it, so I don't know. So I just thought that was. Yeah, I was like, oh, that one's gotta win. I own it twice because I, one of my copies was free. Breath of the Wild. Or oh no, you no, mean uh, the other one? Well, I do. I do also own that twice, but I. Uh, I have it twice too. Uh, but I, Zero Dawn. I have Breath of the Wild twice because I bought it from uh, my brother-in-law for because uh, he had two copies uh, for the Switch. Best esports games. Don't know any of those. I mean, I know them, but I don't care. So I just move on from that. Esports athletes care even less. <laughs> there it is. Esports teams. Wow, I just get getting deeper here. Esports coach. Nope. Uh, esports event. All right, so we already talked about the the categories we're talking about on this. Uh, we don't need to mention anything else. I just thought it was funny that uh, that Breath of the Wild was in there, and there's I feel like there's a decent representation of Nintendo in there. So there was better last year. Last year, I remember there was it made kind of an impact. Oh wait, a lot of Nintendo stuff on there. Was but it? I thought year, the, I thought there was like, less last year. I feel like there's been more games out this year than last year. At least that's what I feel. Or it's been more than I've liked than last year. And also, why is remember last year was last year was the year of Animal Crossing, and that was nominated for Game of the Year. And along with that, there there was just I, I thought it was only nominated for Family Game. I don't know. It should I, I know I that know. it should have been nominated Goes to show for, how little this actually matters. We it, don't even remember it. It doesn't. But I mean, it's worth talking about, I guess, because they do announce stuff during it, and I and it's fun to watch and tweet about it and all that type of thing. Speaking of events from VGA, do you think that? Do you think that the Chrono Cross remake is happening and that it might happen at the VGA? I think it'd be really dumb to pick that game and not throw Chrono Trigger. Like, why do you want to make a, why do you want to make a remake of that dumb game and not like the good game that came out before it? Like, why Chrono Cross? I, not, I think not Trigger. I don't Chrono understand. Trigger has come out in various forms over the years, and uh, Chrono Cross is kind of one that gets forgotten and. As you it know, should maybe be. It's time to, maybe they're, they're just giving it a try. I mean, but I mean, Chrono Trigger was never remade, like though. It was just re-released. And it was re-released badly on the phone. I'd say it was kind of remade in a way, the PSX version, yeah. Well, they had the cutscenes on they, there and stuff, yeah. I know the DS ver- Well, and, and I, they also introduced loading that wasn't in there on the Super Nintendo one, so they enhanced it in that way. They made you wait. I don't know if you ever played it. Like, we actually played it on Justice PS3, but... It loads before every fight, so it makes it like basically breaks the seamlessness of of uh, Chrono Trigger. And it's I not. I can't remember. I think I, I think I rented it back in the day, 
and yeah, the the loading was very disappointing. I mean, it was doable. We were able to play, but it was kind of like, oh, this is much smoother on the Super Nintendo. That's why the it's DS that was called like Final Fantasy Legends or whatever it's called, like, Chronology or something like that. But it was, uh, but it also had Chrono it Trigger. Did Chrono it. Trigger yeah. in the title? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just don't really. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Chrono Cross. So I mean, I don't. I own it on the PSX. I mean, I bought it. I have it too. I, I have it as well. I have, I have the disc. I have the PlayStation One disc. That's one of the few mm, PlayStation One games that I have. I have that and Final Fantasy Nine, which I forgot that I had that one. But yeah, well, whatever. The the, the two discs of both of them. But and I actually bought it like in high anticipation of playing the game because I always wanted to, and I played it on my PS2, and I was like, this game is bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mentioned it before, where it's like. Where I felt like every character in Chrono Trigger was built up well, and you were happy to have them join their party. In Chrono Cross, you get like five in ten minutes. Like five people join your party in ten minutes, and like, who are these fuckers? Like, I don't really care about any of them. And then you become a cat for a reason in the middle. Which I remember you telling me about that, Jeremy, when it happened while you were playing it. Back in the day when spoilers weren't a thing. When you like become the bad guy. You remember that, right? Vaguely. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, well, you, you did tell me about it. This was like in like 2000 or something like that or 99 mm-hmm. whenever what else fall guys Talk about some movie stuff fall oh, guys is fall not guys, com- yeah. is not coming out this year surprise surprise um i feel yeah. like that by the time they they actually that fall guys actually comes out for switch no one will care anymore because i've heard no one I feel talk- like nobody cares right now i'm saying like nobody yeah nobody talks about it anymore but i think when it actually comes out less people will care than do now so Actual, they missed the moment. I think Among Us (laughs) got in there, and you know, like right when Among Us became popular among all the other systems, they jumped on it and came out on the Switch real quick, and you know, had a a moment and all that. I mean, obviously, uh, Among Us was probably Among Us is a lot that way. Yeah, Yeah. it's a lot smaller than. But yeah, Fall Guys. Fall Guys has has, has a really strong online presence. I mean, this past Halloween, like Twitter was flooded with people wearing the Fall Guys costume, the inflatable costumes and stuff. So like. It's still got cloud or whatever you want to call it, whatever the kids call it. But uh, um, I don't know. I, I think Switch, it should have come out this summer on the Switch for like maximum viability. Yeah, it's really weird that it's not. While the kids are home from school for the summer, well, they're home all the time in a lot of regards. But yeah, Fall Guys could have been the new Fortnite in a lot of regards, I think. It could have been summer. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I just, I've heard nobody talk about it anymore. So I figured it just. I feel like it was there and gone like within a week. I mean, the only person I heard talk about it was you, I guess, and on a couple other podcasts. But I mean, I kind of stopped playing it too, and I yeah. still have it. Like, well, I don't have the subscription of PS Plus anymore, so I can't play online on the PlayStation. But I can still play on my uh, PC. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't even have the PS Plus anymore. The um, I just want to talk about this thing for a second. It's not highlighted, but it's kind of hilarious. Did you look at this Orion Upswitch thing? <laughs> That's basically. Basically, oh, somebody yeah. somebody just made a small TV that has like a dock built into the back of it, and you like put your switch in it, and then you like clip the Joy Cons on the side of this TV, and it's basically you're just holding this ti- this tiny TV, that's tiny as it, as in compared to most TVs, but big compared to like a Switch OLED or whatever. And it's kind Why of do you need the switch. It's kind of hilarious. It. It's kind of hilarious that you're basically yeah. It's like, do you want to play docked portable? Well, you can because this has a dock in it, and <laughs> it's like. And I looked, I looked at it. I went to the website, and people actually bought it. It's like what two fifty at like the at the lowest price, but you can. But there's like a legacy, like multiple thousand dollar version or something like that. That I don't know what the fuck you get with that, but it's just kind of hilarious to me. Just thinking about it, that it's yeah, it's a oh, TV. So I thought it was. 
So so it's like a, a screen. Wait, so you have to have a, a switch. There's no like game. You don't put the game cartridges in the no the Orion up switch. No, it's it's a TV that has a dock built into it. So you stick your switch in the back of the TV, and you're basically you're basically playing docked mode portable. And then your Joy-Con connects to the sides of this TV and somehow can, c- communicates with the switch at the same time, and that's how you play it. It's incredibly dumb. It's like, weird. Almost, there's it's already really a screen weird. on the switch. Why do you need another one? Well, because basically it's, just, because it's basically much bigger. Basically doubles the dimensions. Bigger screen. Because it's much bigger. That's the idea, yeah. Because it's really it's huge. It's a 11.6-inch screen. Yeah. It, so it's, you're basically looking at like an like a big iPad at that point. It's like for anybody who can't find an OLED, which pretty much anybody, you could buy this giant thing and play that. <laughs> it's just, it's just so silly to me. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, wow, that thing is so dumb. Kind of hilarious at the same time. Reminds me of like back in the day when you had the Game Boy accessories and there was the one that would make the screen like the magnifying glass. Oh yeah, no, I, I had like that the thing. magnifying glass and then the extra speakers and all kinds of crazy shit that they honestly. Tack onto what the Game this Boy. reminds me more of is the is the trope of like the 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 poor people who like their TV dies, and so they just put another TV on top of it and the dead <laughs> TV still underneath. That's what this reminds me of. <laughs> Right, you've literally got the switch <laughs> screen behind the the big screen that you're looking at. Yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a very silly thing, but people are buying them. Apparently, if you go to the website, people have bought them. So, and I kind of kind of see for like a tabletop mode or pre-purchased it or whatever. And it's funny because if you look at the pictures of it, it shows like that tiny ass little little kickstand supporting uh-huh. this giant TV with a <laughs> with a switch attached to it. And I'm like that that won't work. That's not that's, a, bad news. that's not an actual thing. Like that's not gonna happen. There's no fucking way. But it's kinda it's kind of hilarious to me. I I don't I don't want one, but it's it's just funny to think about that this that this is a thing that exists. That's how popular the switch is, that people make weird ass shit like this. Onto some movie talk. The Super Mario movie producer uh, defends Chris Pratt and basically wow. clarifies that he's not gonna do the Italian accent. And there'll be some kind of explanation as to why. Mario doesn't have the accent in the movie. I think it's I think it's what people I mean people are saying this when it was announced that Chris Pratt is not actually playing Mario. He's playing Chris Pratt playing Mario Brothers. And that it's going to mm-hmm. be kind of like the Dragon Quest the Dragon Quest Your Story or whatever movie where it's like spoilers, you know, you're playing the game and you're not actually and the character is not actually the character. It's actually the player who's the character. All the other characters are going to be like, "Wow, Mario, you sound weird. You don't usually talk." What's going on here? This yeah. is strange. That's that, I don't know. Yeah. Like I was just playing the game and I'm in it. And by the way, I have this band called Sex Hair. <laughs> is that it? Does he have a band? <laughs> no, he had a band called uh, Mouse Rat. And then they had a song called Sex Hair. Oh, okay. Parks and Rec. Oh, I was gonna say he doesn't have it anymore because he's a Christian boy now who goes to a church that sucks. But uh, yeah, Scientology. No, it's it's just a regular Christian church that's anti that's anti homosexuals and all that stuff. Like most shitty churches. Who wants to see an Earthworm Jim TV series? No one. <laughs> Wasn't there a cartoon back in the day? There was. There yeah. was. There yeah. was. I had. I have a couple of the toys from the cartoon series that I got in high school. I'll have to say, like they've got a lot of mileage out of what amounts to essentially two and a half games. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Earthworm Jim. Really, all, people only liked the first two games. The, the third one, nobody really liked. And it kind 3D, of 3D but, on um, 64. I always wanted to play that game. I never got to, though. Yeah. 
I was going to try it too, but I just heard it was terrible. Yeah, and now this is, you know, 25 years later, we're talking about making an Earthworm Jim TV series. I always liked Earthworm Jim, so I'm optimistic. You know, I'll, I'll give it a watch. Uh, hopefully, it brings about the Earthworm Jim renaissance that we all know we want deep down inside. So, okay. Hopefully, it's on Netflix or something, so you don't have to spend any money watching it. Any extra money, mm-hmm. you know, some way to do hopefully it. Hopefully, I don't have to watch it on an Intellivision Amico. Yeah, wasn't there That'd supposed be nice. to be a new version on the Intellivision thing or something like that? Like a new game? There was. Yep. Or did, yeah. it, did it already yep. happen? No, that system hasn't even happened yet. So that's a, that's a question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, about, it must have got delayed a bunch because I feel like the news for that was like years ago. Yeah, it's kind of maybe not looking too good for that that system. But but let's put let's make a TV show. <laughs> Why not? Yep. I'm just, I mean, I've said it before, but I'm really tired of stuff based on games or on TV shows based on games. Cause I guess I just don't care. I'd rather play the game. We used to want it. Now we're tired of it. I don't know if I even really wanted it that much. <laughs> like it's, you wanted it. I'm sure I thought I wanted a legend of Zelda movie at some point, but I don't anymore. Once I saw the IGN, How about movies made by game studios. Once I saw the Segway. IGN trailer, I didn't want it anymore. Oh yeah. Ko- Kojima making uh well, Kojima games are already movies. So, I mean, it makes sense, yep. I guess. It's a logical step. I mean, it, we used to make a joke about, uh, Jesse and I used to make a joke about the Metal Gear games, about how we try to walk around and not trigger a cutscene. Because <laughs> that was almost a game in itself, was trying to, like, play the game. Because <laughs> it was really easy to fall into another 20-minute cutscene. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm just, I'm just trying, I just want to play, dude. Leave me alone. I just hope they make a Death Stranding movie so I can go see it in the theater. That'll be the movie that takes me back to the theater, Death Stranding, the movie. Starring Kevin Costner. Because it uh, needs it needs to strand on its own or something. This, this Kirby, Kirby got nominated for a Grammy. I was going to say, this Kirby Grammy thing is kind of interesting, I guess, because it's like a cover of the song. It's not really... It's like a band that plays... How does that even work? Like, you, I guess they had a... They had an album where they play video game music, and because it was nominated, that means that Kirby is nominated. It's kind of I think it's kind of like when you give like glory to God, because basically Kirby's the god of like the there you Smash go, yeah, universe. It's true. So you're like, well, I covered his music. I got to give glory to Kirby, otherwise, mm-hmm. it'll kill me. Well, I mean, they didn't write the song either. <laughs> they just they just covered it. So yeah, it's it's weird, but I don't know. Go Kirby! Like said so that that fucking weird happy hardcore stuff needs a. Need something, right? I do. I do like the Kirby soundtracks, so good for them. Do you want to talk about Activision's continued downfall? No. <laughs> I feel like we say that every time. I, I'm not. I don't follow it anymore. But it's a. I don't know. Go ahead. What do you guys know about it? Things get worse. Well, I guess the only the relevant thing is that Nintendo came out and said, "Hey, oh, they found the stories distressing and disturbing." Right. And then also they actually did their own. Nintendo did their own uh, internal review and. And and they, they published that uh, less than five percent of their own managers are women, and so they've pledged to become more diverse as a result. I don't really? know if that was triggered by the Activision thing, but um, yeah, I put it at the bottom of the Activision thing. I thought it was kind of related, sort of. Uh, yeah, but they came out and said that. So I mean, they, there I know there are a lot of women who work there on the on the Nintendo of America, but not as managers, like just to right. work there. So yeah, I believe that. Good on them for coming out with it and pledging to be better. We we kind of we already talked about the GameCube anniversary of the of the of the Japanese one, 
so we can so we can skip over that because we did talk about that a few year a few years a few <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> but there's some anniversaries, uh, as you know, because this is the time when when stuff normally, you know, gets released. Uh, the Wii's fifteenth right. anniversary, eleven nineteen twenty one. Fifteen years of waggling there. GameCube is twenty years old. Yeah. Well, we we and talked then, about it when it turned twenty on the Japanese side before, so we did kind of talk about right, that right. already. Skyward, Skyward Sword, Sword 10, ten years. Yeah, I think we got. I guess we. we I, I guess we kind of talked about that because the first Nintendo Direct, the ten year ago Nintendo Direct, had Skyward Sword stuff in it of Wii. Because I because I remember I was wrong. I thought it had Wii U stuff in it, but no, it didn't. It was just like 3DS and Wii stuff because it talks about Skyward Sword is in there. It's in that original direct. So I mean. There you go. They, that's uh, yeah. It all it all checks out. All all the all the shit. And I saw on my uh, on my Facebook memories ten years ago. I posted that I had just bought a Wii as a birthday gift for myself. I there bought you a, go. Uh, like a fifty dollar Wii at the pawn shop just so I could play Skyward Sword. Pretty much. Well, I pl- bought other games, but I paid. I paid. 100. I bought Skyward Sword when it came out, and then I didn't have a TV yet. I just moved to San Diego, and I had the Wii. I didn't have the TV, but uh, yeah, I bought that and was not able to play the game for months until I got the TV. <laughs> I, uh, I, I paid the $100 to get my Switch fixed, or Switch, to get my Wii fixed to play Skyward Sword. So it's kind of like I bought another Wii. Because it had broken, the, the disc the disc thing had broken in it. And I had, well, you and, actually spent more than I did. And I, had to, and I had to send it back in to get it fixed. But I had to, but I like the warranty was gone, so I did pay a hundred dollars to get it fixed to play Skyward Sword. So there you go. And it actually died while I was playing Donkey Kong Returns, which made me really sad because I really liked that game. But that was where the disc, disc drive died. So much like my PlayStation Three died while I was playing Lego Batman Superheroes Two, so or Lego Batman Two DC Superheroes, which was another yeah, it's a game that I liked and it broke. It, it couldn't it couldn't load Catwoman's motorcycle, and that was when it died. <laughs> that was that was the the death nail of my PS3. This is a big one. Ocarina of Time's source code has been reverse engineered. That's pretty exciting. So now they'll be able to to dig in and do all kinds of crazy stuff with Ocarina of Time. I guess uh, recently the same thing happened with with uh, Mario 64, and so that modding community has come up and. Now who knows what's going to come around the corner with Ocarina of Time? So we'll see what comes. There are already stuff. a lot of mods they were doing. Yeah, like with the EverDrive stuff, right? I mean, well, when we had when we had a uh, Martin on here, like he was talking, Martin. he was talking about all that, like all the different ways you could play it already. So I guess it just gives it to more people or something. I think the beta from Space World '97 is pretty damn cool. Like I would like to try. That's that. cool too. Yeah, there's a whole video out from this channel, Hard for Games. I don't know if you guys ever watched any of their stuff, but. But they're they're pretty good. They they always have like um, different rarities. I know they have a lot of stuff on the sixty four DD, and and uh, now they've got footage of the recreated Space World ninety seven demo for Zelda sixty four. So it's cool to see the game in its nascent state. It's not really a you know a game so much at that point, but it's more of a um, concept. Yeah. Hey, I remember it being concept, like right? really really bare bones. Yeah, it has some like fighting fighting the Stalfos, and there's like an actual. There's an actual Triforce in one of the rooms that Link's goes to, but There's it's like a jump though, isn't there? I don't remember There's a jump. A jump I just remember watching him fight us, fight a Stalfos, and go into a room that has that has the uh, Triforce in it, mm. and it was it was real bare bones. Maybe the jump 
button was in the source code. I can't remember, but it was one of the two things. Like I was reading an article about it. They were showing how there was actually a jump in the original beta of Zelda 64. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. It'd be in there. Well, let's do like one or two. Did anybody watch Reggie's video that he did with Xbox? No. No. I didn't watch that either, but I gotta watch that. <laughs> I don't care, because I don't care about uh, Xbox. I mean, maybe it's good for like... round table with Xbox for some reason. Maybe it's good for like the first uh, line or whatever he says about it, but I, I just don't care. I know I know Xbox is like 20 years old now too, but I never, never played any of this stuff from it. This is kind of sad. Harmonics got sold to Epic. Yeah. <laughs> to, Fortnite uh, bought Epic. So Fortnite bought Harmonics. So that means yep. that that uh, well, I mean, Harmonics hasn't been doing Guitar Hero for a long time anyway. So they stopped doing like Guitar Hero was a Guitar Hero three wasn't mm-hmm. Harmonics anymore. They only did the first two. So all those other mm-hmm. all all those other ones weren't Harmonics anyway. It got switched over to Activision. Speaking of them, but um. Still, I mean, I guess they did do like harmonics did like rock band and stuff like that, and they had that fuser game it was like the last thing they did. Did they do DJ Hero? Yep. I don't think they did DJ Hero though because I thought that was they, oh I think it was Activision because it was the same font style as Guitar Hero, and it was released after Guitar Hero Three when Harmonics sure. had already right. left. Because there was Band Hero also, but they were doing Rock Band at that time. Harmonics was so, which is a whole different. Oh, I forgot about Band Hero. Yeah. yeah. What band, was Band yeah. Hero? Band Hero was just rock band on the Guitar Hero side. That's what it was. Mm. If, if you remember, it was using all the instruments, which I think Guitar Hero 3 and 4, well, not 3, but 4 started doing that where you could use the plastic drums mm. and all that stuff as well, which I have a plastic drum set. Two of them. So if you ever want one, Jeremy, I got them. <laughs> it could potentially breathe new life into the Guitar Hero world. It could potentially be a good thing to have that audience exposed to it, but it kind of just seems like a, a grab where they're going to do like one little promotion somewhere, and then they're like, "Okay, we're done." Well, it says that. I mean, Harmonics isn't doing Guitar Hero anymore, but they they've been doing Rock Band Four DLC and Fuser is what they've been doing as of late. So they're planning on continuing to do that. They'll just have some shit in Fortnite too. I don't know. I don't play that game anymore, so it doesn't matter. It's been so long. But uh, con- congrats to uh, one of our guests. We should definitely mention that. Yeah. To um, Big news. Yeah, Am- Amical Animal, the maker of Solus. Solus 128, right? Yeah. yeah. Solus 128. So we had them which on we, the show, yeah. what, earlier this year? Maybe it was late last year. I thought... I, I remember th- I was late to the show. I felt bad because we did like a morning episode because... He's based out of Scotland. Yeah, it was sometime earlier this year because I was in California. Yeah, I like slept in and showed up about 10 or 15 minutes late. It wasn't super late, but I felt bad because we had a guest. But, but congrats yeah. to them because they won a BAFTA. That's a big deal. Yeah, like actually like an award ceremony where they went up and like accepted the award and did a speech and stuff. Like, yeah. Really cool. And it was, um, I think a lot of it had to do with how accessible it was because that right. was a huge point of that game, like to make it accessible to everyone and it's just such an abstract concept. I don't know. I, I need to go back to that and play it a little more, but it was a it was a really neat idea and the and the soundtrack was really cool too. I still I still play songs from that. Mm-hmm. Definitely on any of my uh video <laughs> video game playlists that I've made. So it's it's cool. I really I really do. That's a huge deal. I'd rather win a BAFTA than a game award. Yeah. <laughs> BAFTA BAFTA's better. Yeah. But fuck yeah, we got try to get Thomas back on at some point, but because uh, I know they're working on a different game now. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, there's a good chance. Like concept I, stuff on Twitter. I, I mentioned. I mean, I, I like thank you know. I, I said, hey, you know, congrats for winning this, and they did actually like talk about how much fun it was being on our show and all that stuff. So there's a good chance they'll be back. I was trying to find the actual number of it, but I, I'll put I'll put it in the I'll put it in the um, details whenever I find it. But I think that's good for this episode. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you want to let us know how you feel about the show and be on episode 300, email us at nintendomainpodcast at gmail.com and send us an audio file and all that stuff. And if you want to find us elsewhere, uh, twitch.tv slash nintendomainpodcast for whenever I stream. YouTube.com slash nintendomainpodcast has all of the new 2.0 Animal Crossing songs, which was fun to do because there's a lot of new shit on there. KK really, really does some amazing stuff with that voice. Gotta listen to those songs. Really, really does. There's like one of them, the Kumi or whatever, that's like a throat singing. Like he does some weird stuff in that song. So there you go. KK's hmm. very talented dog with a Mongolian throat singing. I think so. Or like something like that. It is, yeah, it is throat singing for sure. And there's a part where it's like sounds like keyboard, but he's actually doing it with his throat in the song. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense, I guess. So yeah, also uh, you can find us at on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain for me and at jmaxtack for Jeremy. And if you like hearing our voices, go to patreon.com slash podcast. And for $1, you can hear a whole lot of new episodes. Well, new episodes to you because there's like 30 plus episodes that are on there that are only on Patreon. You can only hear them through that. As you pay a dollar a month, you basically get an extra episode a month where we do our expansion pack episode. Like the last one I put up was us talking about Midwest Gaming Classic on at the Midwest Gaming Classic, talking about the very important gamer party and all that stuff. So it's like a secret, super secretive episode about a super secretive thing that we went to. So very exclusive, very exclusive. So listen to that, and it's yeah, it's basically like paying a dollar per episode, which is fucking cheap, man, for all the for all the free stuff that that's out there. I think it's a pretty good deal. So check that out. And uh, we've been your host. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. I'm John Litter. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week for episode 
Tyler? Are you a friend with Steven Tyler or something? I don't know what she thought. I mean, we both, we always, he, he's tall like me, so we, yeah, we you were, get, yeah, you two, you two looked, looked so, a little bit older. You, you, two, you two look so alike, really. <laughs> Whenever I saw Steven Tyler, I was like, man, that's John. That's John right there. Those guys. Oh, no, I always friend, thought you were in Aerosmith. <laughs> no, me and my friend are both tall, so I thought maybe, maybe in her drunken state, she thought we were, we were older and not 12 years old. I do. I, but I, she I, was maybe, with my friend. Maybe much worse is that she did. I, I do remember yeah. all those uh, bandanas that you would carry around all the time at Columbia, that you would just wrap them on any around any pole that was next to you, yeah. just to sing on, Me? just to oh, have yeah. them. Yeah, you would. You just this had habit. I see a pole, I got to wrap a bandana around it, and you know, sing. <laughs> yeah, I think anytime anybody got a gun, you'd start singing about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. One time, you uh, a version of you jumped out of yourself and said "Living on the Edge," and it was really weird. Still haven't quite gotten over that, but you know. <laughs> okay. You like to put my daughter in all my music videos. All right, guys. Plan B. Yeah, we're in trouble. But we're the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, who's with me? You! You're a big guy! Rocket! Fireworks! How's this for a plan B? Drax! Get down! lost! A worthy fall! Slice off its tail? Yeah! That! See? Piece of cake. Uh, Quill, you got a plan C? Okay, boy, let's rock the house! We got this! Probably! <laughs> <laughs> 